everybody, and welcome to episode 473 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Reparas, coming to you from the Adam Foot Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Oh. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Thoughtless and prayerless, Chris Antiston. And... Mm. I'd like to think of myself as the Scott Thompson of the group, but let's face it, I'm more like the Mark of this this group. This is Matthew Allen. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the MVP this year. That's a good thing to be. Yeah. I wrote, I think Dave is the MVP, Dave Foley is the MVP, for uh, my personal opinion. I'm with Mark. Is <laughs> so good. Uh... <laughs> Kevin, we just we, we want Kevin. We're talking kids in the hall, folks. Yeah, well, it's a vintage Kevin McDonald. He's got the finger waving. He does the high pitched voice. <laughs> that is so oh, God because he even references in that sketch doing the Shakespeare thing. I just met him at, mm-hmm. and he did all that is in the Dunbury. What's his name? Character uh, and much ado about nothing. It's this finger wave. He does do that shit all the time. How have I not noticed? Sorry. It's we talk about the new kids in the hall uh, with Matt and uh, TL on uh, this right. week's bonus time. Well, if you consider, you know, Shakespeare's days, how often men had to play women roles, uh, Kids in the Hall is just the most Shakespearean television show ever at yeah, that point. Uh, if you, I cannot believe how good that show is. And That's very Give good. it a watch. Even though, man. I think we talk about it on bonus time, don't we? We do. Patreon.com. <laughs> Along with... Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Yes, yes, the, the really, really great streaming weekend. The gr- possibly the greatest streaming weekend of all time this week. Joined by a friend of the show, T.L. Foster. It is a not to be missed. Fame, who can't be here because it can only be the three of us. Yes, can yes. only be us three. The first time we have a, had a dropout due to COVID. Not saying who. Yeah, I'm not going to say who, but uh, you know, uh, best wishes with you. But yes, I think this is our first official COVID dropout. Yeah. Mm. I I thought I had COVID at first, and three negative tests later, it's like, okay, no, I guess it's just a cold. It's my first pregnant. cold in like two and a half years. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I, my family, someone in my immediate family, has caught COVID, and I sat shoulder to shoulder with them in a restaurant. Ugh. Just get it for fucks and uh. Three negative tests in, nothing to report. But people act like it's like the chicken pox. Like, yeah, just get it, and you'll never get it again. That's it's like, not no, how it works. It's more like a cold. <laughs> you can get it again. Yeah, I know, but then I don't. I've never cared about getting a cold. I don't want listeners to mistake me. I'm not saying COVID is like a cold. What I'm saying yeah. is you can get it again. Yeah. Like you can it, get oh, it know, works like a cold in that sense. I, I think. I think. I think our late night talk show hosts have been proof enough of that. It, it was like twice in a month for two of them. Jesus. Baron Kimmel. That's rough. Yeah, but it's it's gonna like it's, it's a it's a bad time to be alive. I'll say that it's yeah. a bad bad week. But uh, you know we're we're all gonna get through it together, and we're gonna put a happy face on things. And what could possibly be happier than a brand new pair of roller skates? I, I'm not going to play anything. I, I, I was by, waiting for the clip, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, was like, this inspired yeah. by a, a new release, or it that was it was inspired by a new sketch. release, and it was also inspired by that Kids in the Hall sketch. Uh, the new release, of course, is Roller Champions by Full yes. Disclosure, my employer Ubisoft, which came out this week. It is free to play. It invents a new roller skate assisted sport where you skate around an arena with a team and uh, try wishes. to score points by throwing a ball through a hoop. It's rollerball. Yeah, baby. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much it's inventing or just modifying. Like, look, I never understood the rules of roller derby. Let's just, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you guys, but it's, it's like a futuristic roller derby mixed with Rocket League? I'll say this. For 30-2010, the 20 years ago portion, we had to watch the 
unbelievably awful Rollerball starring Chris Klein, and it's I've Ooh. never Not hated the, the movie so. No, we did. Well, I, I hated the movie so much. I'm like, I ha- I see no reason why this should exist. I guess I should go watch the original, and the original is super fun. Post apocalyptic via the '70s, so like every building is white, but everybody's lapels are like out to here and yeah, big curly sideburns. But the game, the game of rollerball, isn't anywhere near as stupid as the remake. It is. It's simple to understand, and it's pretty similar to what's in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of like the real raw violence of it. I, I only know that movie exists because it, uh, there was so much promotion with WWE at the time. Like it Dude, was Paul all Heyman over. is in the movie. He's the comment. He's the English commentator for Rollerball. Of course he is. It's fucking nuts. In the spirit of Roller Champions coming out and me being short on ideas, I decided to look at five other games where you've got a pair of roller skates and kicking some ass. You're, I, you're skating I, around and scoring points with your fists. Maybe, also, maybe we should, uh, this is where we show listeners how old we are, because like roller skating, mm-hmm. boys and girls, was sort of this phenomenon. I, I think it might have peaked around the same time disco was peaking yes. in the late 70s. Hence but roller we, disco. But we all sort of got to experience the tail end of that in that I grew up dead smack in the center between not one but two roller skating rinks near my house. There was the more kiddie one mm-hmm. and then there was Roller City 2000 where only the teenagers went. It was the more dangerous oh, one, but wow. that was the more that was a roller disco. Everybody's getting finger blasted in there. Jesus. Yeah, Cal Skate was the other one, by the way, that was near my house. But uh, yeah, like, roller, roller rinks were all over the place and that was sort of a staple of 80s childhood. Mm-hmm. Birthday parties, uh, school trips and stuff you would go to the roller rink and maybe look forward to couple skate with your crush and uh that was that was a or or winning a severed rabbit's foot you know for good luck that's (laughs) the most dated thing i associate with the skating rink do kids still get those i hope not of gotcha machines or whatever like oh cool it's part of a dead animal cool i'll put it on my keychain of which i have no fucking keys (laughs) what I'll put rabbit. it on my backpack. I mean, do you remember? Oh, cool! It's blue, and I can feel its claws. So, like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that 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 weird what feeling of like, oh man, I can feel its bones and tendons through the fur. This is really it's creepy. One of those things when I, I feel like stiflingly old, having to explain a rabbit's foot to like an eighteen-year-old nowadays. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody kind of had one. Mm-hmm. It did feel though like an artifact of like the '60s, right? Where it's yeah. just like, yeah, the fucking Hardy Boys would have their lucky rabbit's foot. It was something our parents' them. generation foisted upon us. Like, you have to have a rabbit's foot now too. And you're like, yeah. why? Because you got scarred as a child. I don't yeah. need this shit. And I just all I could imagine is some like paraplegic rabbit in a wheelchair just suddenly looking at me. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good. <laughs> Hope it brings you better luck than it did me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but that was only one small part. No, of no, the I, I, I thought experience. part. I was wondering if I don't know how up to date I've kept. I was I was uh, dating somebody who skates all the time. So I've been skating for the first time in a quarter of a century. Wow! Every yeah, week, and awesome. it's the first time back. It was hard as fuck. Mm-hmm. I swore off mm-hmm. ice skating. I'll never ice skate again. I didn't grow up doing it. Uh, and oh, and and. Even one more wonderful, I moved back to my hometown. I'm in the same skating rink for, of my youth. It's still there. And, like, certain things wow. have changed, the arcade games, but, like, the carpet and the rink, like, you can't change. They're exactly the same. Lighting wow. is a little enhanced, and the music is different, but, like, it's fucking surreal. 
Maybe like, a few different arcade machines in there, because that was the yeah. other, like, probably we were spending half our time at the roller rink playing arcade games. I oh, mean, yeah, it, for sure. it was, it, I don't even know if it was something I liked to do. My summer camp took me there. My school took me there. My parents took me there. They had birthday parties there. The skating rink was unavoidable in the in the 80s. I, I loved it. I had a buddy who was really good, and we would go, and he, even though he, he got me to kind of learn how to look pretty pretty smooth on, on that rink and stuff and i'm like okay this is fun but yeah I, I i think if i went now i'd be really embarrassed um i wanted to ask you though like I so what, the thing that has happened since the last time i went to a roller rink was roller blades mm-hmm. became yeah. kind of a thing is that what you get when you rent now or do you still get traditional I, I, roller skates i wish i could show you the quizzical look on my face when i went to go rent the skates he's like quarter in line I'm like what Oh, and, you know, shit. it took me. It took me a second, and like, uh, oh, duh, that's actually, yeah, I get it. And uh, and and if you, it was just fun to look at the rollerblades. Yeah, were kind of a piping hot trend in our youth, and didn't yeah. really last that long. And like, the quad skates are much more popular with people who own their own skates and with the rentals. Yeah, um, well, they're they're much more comfortable in my experience. Like, I yes. To be, to be fair, I grew up on roller skates, which are very stable, relatively speaking, to stand yeah. on. After playing one of the games on our top five list back in the early 2000s, I bought my first pair of rollerblades, and I think I tried to put them on exactly once. And, like, how do you fucking balance in these? They're like rigid ski boots. They're basically ice skates, where it's like yeah, they're yeah, going to twist yeah. your ankle if you're not careful. So it's like rigid going up to about, like, the mid-calf. And, it's awful. Uh, and, I, and yeah, it, they're just like, this is uncomfortable. I can't keep my balance. I tried to go outside. It's like, how do people walk around in these things? I've kept my... It's just like, it's not a pleasurable experience. And, and it's I, like... I disagree. I, I used to rollerblade all the so time. Of course. Uh, I was I was sort of a rollerblade nerd at one point. And, ugh, oh, embarrassing story. So I, oh, yeah, I always clown on the movie Airborne. Love Airborne, Come by on. the way. 1993's Airborne starring uh, Seth Green and Jack Seth, Black. Jack Black. Two, Black. two of the colors. No, Corey Hames' prayer for the roller boys. <laughs> it really is. Air- Please Air- look that up. Airborne is a guilty pleasure of mine, but like, it was an inspirational movie, and I would rollerblade a lot. Showed up at USC College uh, with my rollerblades in tow and started rollerblading around campus. Quickly saw the crush who later became my girlfriend, and the mortified look on her face, and realized I can never wear these things again. Like I, mm. I mistakenly thought I could make rollerblades work at college, and no, 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 no. Yeah, it is. It is strange that it was kind of like such a fad. It does look less cool than quad skates, but I, I find they're they're more stable. It took me like two times to like. I'm really working up a sweat here, but like the last time I did it, dude, I got. It made me want to play roller champions. I was I was doing all right. I'm I, I can turn again. Uh, I, I I'm just I don't have the fucking newborn calf legs. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the girl the I was part dating. Of, st- blades is stopping. Like, because on roller skates, you got yeah, the plunger yeah. in front. Yeah. I couldn't do roller that. Roller blades don't have that. Yeah. The, the girl I was dating uh, fell apart, so I don't know if that'll continue to happen. <laughs> but, uh, 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 fancy bumping into you here, the place we went several weeks in a row on the same day, same night. And, and yeah, it's, it's like a, a collection of half kids and half like, oh my God, there's a bunch of serious adult skaters that you just don't see out in the wild. Uh, they're really good. Yeah. Well, you see those YouTube videos of like guys in their fifties who can still do the roller yeah. skate dances and shit. And oh, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, they still got actually, it. yeah, yeah. There was girls dating a little older than me, uh, ex husband older than her. And it's like uh, he doesn't do it, but he's older than me and from the seventies when like no, no, everybody fucking skated. People yeah. Yeah. threw their bikes away. 
So he's like really instinctually good because he spent his entire childhood doing it because it was way bigger in the 70s. Yeah. No, the, the guy that I used to go to the roller rink with, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Good dancer and stuff. Eventually became a male dancer Hell in his yeah. 20s. I did not. Don't even ask, listeners. I did not. You were born to be a hot cop, Matt. Stop denying. <laughs> <laughs> Give up this video game pipe dream. Different Chippendale. All right. Well, let's get into top five roller games right after this. everybody it's me the raccoon that used to live under chris's porch until chris came to me and said we're moving in a new direction and that direction is east far away from you and your piles of rat skulls and terrible songs some of you may not remember me i used to be video game apocalypse's mascot years and years ago and while it's been a long time since i've been active the hosts came to me and said hey we figure a few minutes from you would be more entertaining than dead air this week so can you maybe do a little shtick and tell people more about the show so yeah here i am to tell you all how to support this group of ingrates that think they can just kick me off the show ignore my endless texts for years and years and then bring me back on like nothing's happened. First and foremost, visit their stupid Patreon, patreon.com slash lasertime, where you can sign up to pay actual money for stuff you won't find anywhere else, including shows from these guys going into depth about video games that they, a bunch of losers in their 40s, enjoy playing. Also, you can go onto your podcast app of choice and leave a review. Five-star reviews only, please. You know the drill. Bad things will happen if it's less than that. I'll come to your house and stare at you. You won't see it because it'll be through the nearest window, but you'll know that I was there. Why? Because there will be remnants of something that you don't want to see piled, and you'll think it's a cat. You will think it's a cat. Cats do this, but it's me. It's me and my army of unseen raccoons. But what you can really do to help us is just tell a friend about the show. You've got a friend who likes video games and they're like, oh man, I wish they were good podcasts to listen to. Guess what, freak? Listen to Video Game Apocalypse. That's what you say. Insult them and end your friendship as long as they hear about us. That's the important thing. Anyway, I'm being chased off with a broom. So see you never, kids. And we're back to talk about what? Roller babies, we make your dreams come true. I love know, solar uh, ro- babies. roller skate games. Yeah, sure. Well, I may have already given this first one away. Number five. I don't know it. You can kind of just sort of echolocate the company it comes from from the music like it sounds sort of like yeah. ninja turtles and, and like konami this, it's nes yeah this is a, definitely a konami game <laughs> that's all i got oh, wait wait it, wait is it is it a roller in the name yes fuck i forgot what this was well here let's ask the crowd <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, roller game see i gave it away in the last segment uh ro- like for for years for decades I, I think this like briefly passed by my consciousness in like when it came out and I just assumed it was a rollerball game. Like I, I thought that the title was rollerball and so I was looking it up and it's like, no no no, rollerball on NES is like some pinball game by Hal with like the Statue of Liberty and like, well what is this? And I found it it's it's called Roller Games and I did not realize this is based on a TV show that ran yeah. for one season from like yeah. I think eighty nine to ninety or ninety to ninety one. It's all on YouTube. It's it's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. And I think it had a resurgence in the late nineties, right? Like they tried to reboot it or something. Maybe. Like. But it's basically roller derby, like trying to do for roller derby what um, the XFL did for arena football. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like we're gonna infuse it with wrestling sensibility, and it's gonna have like heel teams and face teams. Here's a clip, like the opening promo from the pilot episode. Super Roller Dome! It's a sellout crowd for the television premiere of Roller Games! 
crunching matchup for the coveted gold. Can Mr. Mean beat the odds on the wall of death? Will Dar the Star outshine Sweet Stephanie in a hair-pulling punch-out? Plus, oh no, not the devastating alligator pit. <laughs> 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 I mean, when I fall on skates, I just skin my yeah. knee. I don't know about no, you. No, we're going to tune in later for the Red Shoe Diary. Coming up. <laughs> yeah, so the, the alligator pit was a, a gimmick that they used. It was a, a tiebreaker that was only ever used in the pilot. But it was like <laughs> the, the, the two uh, tied skaters have to skate around the arena. And whoever, I, I forget, like one of the things is like you push the other one into the alligator pit. And you win. You can win that way. But that's uh, the, we were talking about uh, <clears throat> license games, kids games a while back, or last week, and I was making the point, it's back when like other media companies had so much more power than video games, and mm-hmm. somebody somebody with a fucking pilot for roller games could go to Konami and like make us games. No, no, no. Make us two games. Yes. I want one in the arcades and one, <laughs> one on the NES. Yeah. This is going to be that big, and Konami's like, yeah, d- yeah. Of course, guaranteed money. Let's, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. take, we'll take 30% of the profit. Uh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it just couldn't happen. Well, maybe to Konami it could happen today. But, yeah, cool. <laughs> Konami was hungry for, like, I think any license in, in the late 80s, like Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, we were ahead of that trend. Simpsons. Yeah. Fucking well, roller they games. They had to run yeah. out eventually because, like, here's the thing this yeah. was under their Ultra label, right? But yes. Ultra also had a maximum number of games they could put out. Right. So mm-hmm. you would think Konami had to be a little choosy. No, Konami, I think they were smart in that they, they wanted their names to be associated with their IP. Mm. Yeah. And that's a great point. Left all the other shit to Ultra. Yeah, no, that's a good but point, if that man. clip gave you strong wrestling vibes, that's about right. That's this, the point. Boom, this, this reminds me a lot of like glow from the eighties, oh, right? Yeah, like it's, it's heavy glow it's, vibes. But like, I, I forget what the like the organization is called. Something roller skating, and it's uh, their their acronym for it is War. Wow. <laughs> it's like the in the NES game, you see like the two announcers who have like you know digitized caricatures of themselves in the game and they got war on the the, the wall behind them uh there's like the, the first level you tackle there's like an old lady in like a rose decorated suit who's like yelling at you like you enter my zone you're never gonna leave and she's a real person like this was the manager of the bad attitude team which is like mm, one of the wow. there were three face teams and three heel teams and in this one you got to play as again three real people that were on the show that like part of the I think the T Birds, the Hot Flash team, and mm-hmm. the Rockers. Rockers. No yeah. Marty Janetti though. Bullshit. I, I didn't I didn't learn about the origin of this until I was like live on our retronauts, because I played the NES game, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is more of a side the arcade game is like more of a sports game. Yes. Mm-hmm. The arcade game mm-hmm. is a fairly faithful recreation of what happens on the show, and it sounds like this. Just to say, you skate around on an extreme close-up that could be part of a figure-eight track, and you just uh, beat the shit out of other other skaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas roller games on NES is like uh, if you put roller skates on Bayou Billy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or even it looks a little bit like the, uh, the interstitial scenes on Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You know, like when when yeah. the bicycle with the city background, like yeah, they're. Yeah. I, it looks like a freeway the roller skating yes. and you you fill it with tons of cheap deaths there are areas that it's like this is just full of like open manholes 
that if I get close to them, it pulls me in like a black hole. And it gave me like flashbacks to the E.T. game for Atari 2600. Oh, God. Which oh, is just no, falling no. into holes over and over again. And then like, yeah, after this, you know, otherwise fairly straightforward side-scrolling brawler level, you are suddenly racing down the freeway and you have to dodge motorcycles and angry dogs and shit like that. And there are like some really cheap instant death jumps that you have to hit. And you start to realize like, oh, it's sort of guiding me like... Here's some down arrows on the freeway. That means I need to be over here to hit the next ramp after I jump. But mm -hmm. um, it's it's not great. And uh, oh, it's a bad TNC surf design. Hmm. TNC forever. Kinda yeah. That one was by LGN, so we can't pin it on Konami. But mm -hmm. I love that game. So did a lot of people. Mostly the shirts were very popular in the eighties. They so, certainly were. Yeah, uh, popular game based on a line of T-shirt designs. You'd see a lot of those in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's, is there a rude dog game? Is there shit been? I think so. I think God, there I think is. There, and it's based, there was a Saturday morning cartoon, Rude Dog, rude dog and, and the, the Dweebs. Yeah. Yeah, I think that got a game. Oh, my God. But so. did Big Dog get a game? Because no. that's the important No, he stayed on the porch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, that's going to be a good reference for like six people out there. Big Johnson got a game, but it was only on PC. And yeah. uh, it was in that part of the store with yep. the little wooden doors, the saloon doors you had to go through. Yep. It was so shameful that they wrapped it in fake Leisure Wait, Suit Larry did, covers. Did yeah, it really? yeah, it eventually became Leisure Suit Larry. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, you're kidding. Don't mm -hmm. don't uh, look that up, anyone. That yeah, That's just God's honest truth. Yeah. Michael and I know. He's Wiki Parath. Big Johnson personal computers. Uh, <laughs> tighten up your master slave port. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't come up with one real fast. Um, it's not like uh, we have decades of computer dick jokes to draw on or anything. <laughs> you pick a one. Find out why Bill Gates called his company Microsoft. Oh, God damn it. Why would, why would a young male want to walk into a place just to see... Prove Bill Gates' dick is small. Michael, it's got to be more alluring, like Big Big Johnson uh, 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 saloons. Uh, mm -hmm. Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Am I being canceled? I'm being canceled. Oh, I think you're being canceled. I can feel it. I can feel the cancellation vibes coming in from Twitter. Um, anyway, Roller Games is not great, but it is an example of a game involving roller skates where you get to beat people up. So, hooray. And it's it's just a really weird cultural artifact. Like, this yes. completely forgotten TV show got a game that digitized all these nobody actors and stuntmen and, like, roller derby players. And, like, it's, it's there forever. It's part yeah. of retro gaming history now. Yeah, millennials. It'd be like if you got, a like, a, a slam ball... A uh, game for the PlayStation, you know, the basketball game played with trampolines. Sure, aired on TNN for a little while. Seriously, it was fucking silly. <laughs> I'll take your <laughs> trampolines for in the middle of the court. Wow. Okay. Well, let's move along to number four. Uh, Genesis baseline. That's some good bass right there. Yeah, that's yeah. some pretty good bass. Is this Toe Jam Mineral? This is not Toe Jam Mineral. I should say also, one of the rules in this, it can't be that the roller skates are a power-up. It has to be a um. character who's on roller skates the whole time, even if it's just one of several characters. But you are on roller skates through your whole adventure, being ridiculous, and DJ Boy is very DJ much on Boy. roller skates at all times. This game has a completely different story and layout depending on whether you're going 
with the kind of racist Mega Drive version or the less <laughs> racist arcade version. The, the plot of the arcade version is just this this guy gets his boombox stolen by some skate punks and has to chase after it. And everyone in, I think it's called Cigarette City. Uh, it's like a suburb of New York is, is trying to keep his boombox away from him. Uh, and you're everybody's, never going to get your Nickelodeon cartoon with that name. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Everybody's on roller skates. And Wolfman Jack's voice is in it for some reason. Man, boy, you down for the count now. Hey, God, <laughs> DJ boy, what you think you're doing? <laughs> that's that's the title screen of the arcade version. Rocking what and rolling and skating, baby. Wolfman yeah. Jack, baby. Um, why do I even know who Wolfman Jack? What movie? Did, Our, was again, American, I blame American boomers. Graffiti. Fucking American yeah. Graffiti. Well, I, I, there's also that great upright Citizen Brigade sketch. I think. It was a smart house that had the voice of Wolf Game Jack. <laughs> well, he he also had a, his own Saturday morning cartoon in the eighties, Wolfman Rock TV, where he's like he's like the Charlie to uh, like a trio of Charlie's Angels style teen investigators or something. Well, well, was, was this the game that was supposed to be a Beastie Boys game? You know, that wouldn't surprise me, but it is it does seem really inspired by like New York hip hop in particular. But mm-hmm. through through a very Japanese lens with these developers at Kaneko, who um, it, the there's one character in it. She's a large black woman with a dress that you know if when she falls over on her head, the dress flops down, and you see her frilly bloomers, and she's just kind of a, a, a mammy sort of stereotype. Oh, and yeah, the Genesis yeah. version, she has very dark skin and very bright red lips and it's they've changed that a little bit for the arcade version but not very much i definitely remember the character sprites for this game it's like the the guy in the hat like it's like kind of an all orange suit and then he's got a hat on like that that's i remember seeing that yeah he uh, he looks like if you sort of blur your eyes a little bit you could imagine him being in like the the beastie boys intergalactic video sure (laughs) he's got the orange hat that you know it looks like it could be either a ball cap or a hard hat and then like the the orange safety vest and the orange skates which he is on at all times just like every other character in this game every character skates in this game and sometimes you are skating at high speeds and the the level's moving and sometimes you are just rolling around like any other belt scrolling brawler but they are always there i I think that (laughs) There was an arcade game that was supposed to be a Beastie Boys game, but they, the license mm. kind of eluded it the last second. And you it, know what? It wouldn't it, surprise me if that was what the sequel was supposed to be, because the sequel to this, which is a bit better, is called B-Rap Boys. Mm-hmm. It is three-player, and it sounds like this. Let that roll. Yeah. Yo, turn up turn up my earphones. Yeah, the, Yo. Turn up the Wolfman Jack! <laughs> the science is too tight! Yo, you killing my flow, Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Yo. Uh, no, this... Uh, yeah, this this was a game, certainly. Um, I, lo- I love it, belt scrollers, man. I love these games. Yeah, and I, I... Okay, I do have to give them credit. This is top-tier dad joke pun material. The name of the city, the competition, the... By the way, he's he's getting in fights on his way to a fight race competition. Right. Mwah, love the plot. Uh, the name of the city that competition takes place in, Cigarette yep. City. Get it? Cigarette. <laughs> yep. No, cigarette or cigarette? Cigarette. Cigarette, like, 
The first one is Cigarette City. No, it's the first uh, one cigarette. is Cigarette. God, I'm going to say it, that every time I go have a cigarette. You're going to go have a cigarette. I'm going to go down. No, but, anybody want to come down to Cigarette City with Wolfman Jack? <laughs> Wolfman Jack, baby! Well, again, the, the plots of the, the Mega Drive slash Genesis and arcade versions are different. Again, in the arcade version, you just get your, your boombox stolen and you're chasing after it. In the Genesis version, your girlfriend has been stolen by this gang called the Black Knights and they want you to throw this competition that you're on your way to so you have to like win the competition and get your girlfriend back and also in this version your name is donald j boy (laughs) this is before i changed my name to trump Mm -hmm. i'm donald j boy which is funny because there is a character in this that's like that is clearly a caricature of trump like he's this gigantic fat dude in a casino who walks up to you like a cigar in his mouth and uh, like a three-piece suit, and he just stands there blocking the whole screen, and, and you beat him up, and he like deflates like a balloon and comes back. And, <laughs> yeah, there's good. there's like at one point this this homeless guy that is is a boss, and then he uh, twirls and disappears into the floor, and is replaced with a seven-foot uh, buff Adonis Chippendale dancer who struts around and, and beats the shit out of you. Sure. Uh, I love the mind of a Japanese game developer <laughs> in the '90s. That's just. Yeah. How'd you I, get there? You get into a I fight with a couple love, leather daddies at one point. It's, of course uh, you do. Yeah. I love how arcades were a bit of the Wild West back then, because this is all pre-ESRB, mm. even for, for home and everything. And I, I don't think ESRB ever had jurisdiction in arcades. There's technically not, uh, at least as far as I know, like a ratings board for arcade games. It's just kind of like, well, what do you think arcade operators would want to put in their establishments? Yeah. Know? Probably and, nothing uh, with boobs. Uh, <laughs> no, or risque billboards like this one had, or or mm-hmm. uh, strippers and yeah, that kind of thing. So and then mm-hmm. that's why yeah they cleaned it up for the home console. Yeah, well I mean you know, so if it's a male stripper in a Japanese game, it's always going to be goofy. So I, th- I think the arcade had original strippers. Maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe oh maybe that's the homeless stripper you're talking about. He, he becomes yes. the Adon. Yes. Uh, we all know. Yeah, homeless guys secretly yeah. super S- secretly it's, super handsome buff yeah. blonde dudes yeah. in little bow ties shave that beard mm-hmm. you'd be surprised what you say yeah yeah uh so yeah dj boy and b-rap boys interesting duo of games where again you are always on roller skates except in b-rap boys you can also sometimes while still wearing roller skates jump onto a bike or a skateboard and there's usually like one of each of those so like you know one player can grab the bike and the other can get the skateboard and the other just doesn't get to experience another kind of gameplay at all. Did you, ever, did you ever do that as a kid? Try to ride your bike while wearing skates? No. No, no. but it seems... It, I want to try it now. It could be that's done. Clo- that's the closest thing to skydiving I've ever done. I, that was living <laughs> on the edge fucking back then. I, honest to God, it was. It felt dangerous. You're like, uh, anything could... Th- everything can go wrong right now. Yeah, you could fall down and be, and be locked to your pedals with your... Yep. St- I, I have, yes, yes, and, and like 40 extra pounds of steel uh, mm-hmm. strapped to my legs. Great. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, DJ Boy, moving on. Number three. Swap your weapon for another weapon that's on the ground. Just press the X button. Personally, I would be quite dead in those things. All right. Well, this one's a little complicated. Uh, I'll give you a hint. That is... A hero who is doing your tutorials who would normally never use guns, but your character who lives in the same world as this hero who never uses guns oh. does use guns. Is this Shadow? Is this Shadow the Hedgehog? This is Shadow the Hedgehog, and and right now 
I can hear a bunch of Sonic fans getting ready to, to attack us. Those things are skates, okay? Shadow the Hedgehog wears what are alternately called air shoes or jet shoes. They are basically hover skates. He, he moves like he's roller skating. Uh, he may, they may not have actual wheels, but that, that hedgehog is on skates. It was reminding me a lot of wheelies, right? Which we we missed the wheelies fad. Like those came yeah. after we were kids, and I'm yeah. always super jealous. It also reminded me a lot. I don't know what these were called, but there were grinding tennis shoes yeah, growing yeah. up that you could jump on, like stair banisters and grind down. They I want to know what those freestyle walking. Ba- I'll look it up. A freestyle walking shoe. Yeah, probably yeah. inspired directly by Sonic the Hedgehog. And is rail grinding, because you can't have anything be extreme in the early 2000s if it doesn't involve rail grinding. Soaps? Soaps? Yeah. It's a terrible name for a shoe. Possibly, yeah. Um, Soap shoes. Soap shoes. All right. Sure. They have a little indention to grind on, to shadow the hedgehog rails on. Yes. Yes. I I liked when the Sonic series added rail grinding, because it it made sense, you know? Like, and if you... Yeah, got a ton of speed going it's like cool now now i'm on a rail yeah. and then it's since been you know copied in games like uh, the infamous series some of the most fun i ever had in that mm-hmm. in those games was grinding on the Ratchet i guess Clank. power lines yeah. you know and uh, uh, uh fred flintstone did it on a brontosaurus <laughs> to exit his office yeah, that's true, true. <laughs> that's true <laughs> or uh what was the what was the sunset overdrive great yes, rail grinding yes, yes. in that series fantastic rail grinding uh so this is an offshoot of sonic games it was like trying to be very edgy, you know. We're given the the main character not just a gun, but a very realistic gun, and also he can drive. Vehicles do play a role in Shadow the Hedgehog. He has a license. Wow. Well, he doesn't need one. He's driving illegally because he's an outlaw hedgehog. Just listen to this guy; he'll tell you all about it. Downtown Westopolis has been almost completely destroyed. Unconfirmed sources have also reported seeing a black hedgehog in Westopolis. Shadow? Deploy the troops now! And if you find Shadow with the black aliens, then kill them all. But sir, isn't Shadow on our side? I gave you an order, soldier. He's evil and he's the enemy. You can't fool me, Shadow. It's a little weird because you start out the game and like, Sonic's like, hey, Shadow, buddy, let's go adventuring together. And like, aren't we supposed to be better enemies? I guess not. But you can make moral decisions in this. This might be one of the only Sonic games that has that where, not counting like Sonic CD, those aren't really moral decisions. You're just, you know, trying to unravel time or whatever. Shadow the Hedgehog moves through these open-ended levels that have like three different missions that will put you on different story paths and also determine like what the next level will be. And it, it might, it, am I remembering this has like a hundred different endings or some shit? I think like it's that? ten different endings. <laughs> okay, and you can you off. can only see the true ending, which is a happy ending, by finding all ten of the endings. But there are hero endings, there are semi-hero endings, and then there's the dark ending, which gets really fucking dark. Finally, I've got all the chaos emeralds. Shadow, what are you gonna do with them? I'm Shadow, the Hedgehog. I was created to bring order and justice to the humans. With the power of these emeralds, I'm going to destroy this damn planet. This is who I am! (laughs) And... (laughs) 
my, my favorite thing about this ending might be the song that plays during its end credits. Yeah, that no fuck it. No gods, no more graves. Are you friend <laughs> or fiend? No more life, no more death. Somewhere in between. <laughs> Dude, this is so try-hard. <laughs> Dude, you can you tell know some, sometimes you get the bad ending of a game, but you're not sure if you got it. Mm-hmm. That song would pretty much confirm it. Like, okay, yeah, that was a bad ending. Yeah, no, I blew up the planet. Sonic yeah, was laid low at my feet. Uh, they didn't play any instruments in the song. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and just, I imagine... You know, uh, I mean, that's just uh, the lead-in. There is an actual for, song after that. It's called For lack Almost of a dead. comparison, uh, uh, like when World War II started, a bunch of cartoons started depicting characters joining the army, and Disney's like, well, we're not having Mickey get in on this shit. So Disney's like, okay, we got Donald. He's a little nastier. He's violent. Yeah, he can hold a gun. He can uh, shoot at racist Japanese caricatures. We don't want Mickey doing that. It's fine for Donald. I have to imagine as like shooters were becoming more popular in action games, like we can't do this with Sonic. But no, no one will care if we do this with Shadow because that's right. There's cursing in this game. Yeah, he it's, says it, "damn" and "hell" and maybe even "ass." Uh, it's it's so jarring. It's we streamed it one time. It is so fucking silly, so silly. And like, and I'm so excited it didn't take off. Can because can you imagine if this in a parallel universe started to outsell Sonic games, oh and that Sonic had to become more like Shadow? <laughs> maybe not sh- this version of shadow because shadow was he said he was created blah 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 to fight justice no you were created to fight sonic once yeah that, that, <laughs> that's, that's what you well, were if you, for. if you know his actual backstory he was not created to fight sonic but that's uh, true that's true well his Jesus his actual Christ. backstory he's is got like a dark backstory revealed in this that he was created by gerald robotnik who i forget how he's related to dr Ivo. robotnik's grandfather matt is wiki parsing all of us yes. on the sonic Amazing. sonic canon jesus <laughs> eggman's grandfather created him but yeah he he, he has a purpose and it, it's kind of a tragic tragic origin story of, yeah. of old shadow but shadow that's the thing he is still like one of the most po- not only one of the most popular sonic characters he's still like one of the most popular video game characters of all time mm. you know like yeah he's uh, I'm, I'm like a grumpy version of sonic he's he's an anti-hero yeah, everyone loves sure. an anti-hero Edgier. but yeah they they love when anti-heroes like you know oh they get close to doing the bad thing but then they they have a change of heart at the end and so like yeah you what can is- you can play it like no shadow's a misunderstood hero or Shadow's actually really a bad guy, or no, he's just, well, he'll come around eventually. No, I, I think the whole allure of anti-heroes, it's a bit like my favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, is like, they get stuff done the way that we all would love to be able to get it done, but it's mm. like, we can't be like them, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're anti-heroes, I love it. It's just so odd, because like, even Sega was marketing Sonic in 91 as like that. That fast little that rap scallion. That, he has so much attitude, and then like he's you know, gonna start a food years, fight in the cafeteria. Yeah, fifteen years later, like they have to like, I don't know. We need another hedgehog with even more attitude. This time he's got yeah. he's got jinko jeans and a chain wallet. <laughs> and nineties <laughs> <laughs> attitude is too cheerful. It's yeah. it's all about being mopey and angry now. Got to have a new Metal Sonic. I don't really have much else to say about Shadow the Hedgehog other than that. I always thought, like, ever since Sonic Adventure 2, 
the way he moves on those skates was really well, they're, cool. They're very clearly not just shoes. Mm-hmm. If you look at them, they have the thing on the front, which implies almost like, yeah, the little plunger stop that like a skate would have. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more like, they almost look like rocket boots or something yeah. like that. And I think I read that like, no, they're actually part of him. Like he doesn't have feet. He just has the air shoes. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. He was engineered. Yeah. Anyway, let's move along to number two. You should both know this. Uh, fuck. Yes, it is fuck. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is this a char- Is this not? This isn't a main character of a game, right? This it is, is one of several playable main characters of a game. I know. I played this in of on, two on games. games. Arcade. Is this fighting vipers? This is, is this? not fighting vipers. The, okay. Shoot. These are Genesis samples you're hearing. Come on. Ah. Okay. Streets of Rage? Yes, Streets of yes. Rage 2 and 3. I'm talking, of course, about Skate, everybody's favorite 14-year-old in rollerblades. Why do they call him that? I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> because he never takes off his rollerblades. Not oh, even, would you? you need that momentum. Not know? even in the sequel, where he's even more screamy than in his first appearance in Streets of Rage 2. Oof. And he he makes those same sounds in Streets of Rage Four, where he's he's not officially part of the like he's an unlockable character, but it's like the Streets of Rage, two or three version of him, like all pixelated and with with Genesis sounds and everything. That, that was that was very the FM modulation right there mm-hmm. it was was very evident in that in that yes, sample. Yes. But uh, hey, shout out to that great character select music in Streets of Rage Three. Just that looped over and over again. <laughs> it's no Sonic Spinball Options theme. Yeah. Which um, I think that that one had the old Cyborg Man and the Kangaroo as selectable characters, so it got even less serious. I played surprisingly little of Streets of Rage. Hmm. Not until uh, emulation. Four, the, the Four revival it, was great. Four was it awesome. includes I, all I, your favorite stuff from the earlier games. It just, I, I just want to say that to fans uh, or listeners out there. Uh, I talk a lot of a lot of about this being one of my favorite genres, but like I had a Genesis, but sold it to, to get a Super Nintendo back, mm-hmm. and just didn't have these games and didn't play them until you know the mid nineties, two thousands. And and when I did finally play them, I was like, well, this is sort of like Final Fight, but with much smaller sprites. That's but yeah. I, but I have friends who swear this is like the best series ever. So I guess and I'll better keep music. Playing. I mean, it is like a more it's like the Warriors meets Akira. It's I yeah. I, I like it. Trust your mm-hmm. fists. Cops will never help you. I like. <laughs> uh, I I like its vibe. I like everything about it. I just wish I grew up playing it instead mm-hmm. of you know only played it once or twice. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I I remember. Gosh, this has been Dreamcast days. Getting like a Genesis collection, like best of, which included the Streets of Rage games, and I and yeah, I was able to kind of play them all the way through and. I think what people love about it, I mean, a lot of it's that sound, the soundtracks, dude. The soundtracks, yeah, Yuzo Kishiro soundtrack, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Even, but it's even also, with that weird FM modulation, yeah. But it's also, I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it's the sprites are smaller and they can move quicker. It does feel a little, to me at least, felt a little quicker than Final Fight in terms of getting around the screen. Like the Final Fight characters are big and impressive, 
but they just kind of like walk slowly in places. But it's also the variety of the character type. Like Final Fight, you kind of get, let's say, two and a half fighting styles in there, right? Like a Cody and Guy, uh, you know, there's differences, but... Yeah. Um, get like, Ninja, Wrestler, and American. <laughs> like what do you think Cody's kind of gre- like a bare knuckle guy he's a body that a man blonde- is a mayor damn it Michael he's a blonde <laughs> greaser yeah yeah, yeah but uh you know but in in the streets of rage games yeah you have dudes on roller skates like there there is a lot of variety to the fighters so sure oh. uh but of course you want to talk about a game about being on roller skates you got to talk about very sega heavy list this is a very sega heavy list yeah um well of course that's that's well is that jet set radio jet grind radio yes uh, well jet set radio future that that's what that clip was and i think as i said before on this show i think that's the better of the two games but you know we can we can talk about both of them because one is basically a remake of the other they have very similar aesthetics I feel like Future simplified a lot of things, which rubbed me the wrong way at the time. But now I realize like, oh, no, this is much more fun. It's just like I don't have to expend a lot of effort to pull off a trick. I can just like hit a button and do a little twirl while I'm rail grinding or whatever. Graffiti is similarly just like skate up to this thing and hit a button and you'll you'll paint. You don't have to do a bunch of joystick movements. No, I want to do I want to do quarter circle moves as if yeah. I'm pulling off combos in Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> Until you I never how, minded the yeah. the painting moves. I always it thought it added some immersion at the time. It know. was innovative because that no game had really asked you to do that because in analog was analog controls are still pretty new. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Dreamcast controller was really innovative for its time, like in, in the fact that it had the analog stuff on it. So. Yeah. And of course, where's the ass kicking? Well, it's in, you know, there's rival gangs. There is cops that treat you like public enemy number one at all times. HQ to all squads. A gang has been spotted near Chuo Street. All squads to investigate. When they say gang, they really mean one teenager on roller skates with a can of spray paint. It's it is so reminiscent of like 80s movies about rival breakdancing troops mm-hmm. like, like oh, these are society's biggest like troublemakers because yeah. because uh, really in in those in those games you were they were more like dance troops than anything else like mm-hmm. they were yes they would tag Gangs. up the city and stuff but they were just wearing their style dancing to their tunes like they're, they're, they're kind like of rembrandt from the warriors i i like it i like yeah. that's a good comparison but yeah, yeah I, I, it, I, I always, I don't know about you guys, but I always just sort of wondered, like, because the games take place in this unspecified future, right? Especially mm-hmm. the, some of those later levels, yeah. and you see, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, Neo-Tokyo or something. Exactly. But, like, so I always would just wonder, like, oh, does that mean crime had been eradicated, so this is the, the police's top priority? Like, gotta get those taggers. Like, it's, yeah, still pretty, gotta... it's hard to say. It's still pretty clean in Japan. But they hired <laughs> Bullock from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. He, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, Onishima from the first game is basically that, and he's determined to spend the police department's entire budget b- defeating your gang. This is Onishima! I'm sending in the parachute squad! Once they land, fill that hell on wheels with land! Shoot that teenage girl to death! 
Love that noise though. Mm. Yeah, but he that really, he really sounds like a. a hey, this is Onishima. Mm-hmm. My grandmother right. gave me this name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's like yeah, Bullock from Batman the Animated Series with like a giant Elvis pompadour. Yeah. And and whenever you uh, knock him down and spray paint his back, he just goes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh man! But we've, we've, I'll, I'll, I, I I never get tired of mentioning Jet Set Radio Future introduced me to Chibumato. Mm, yeah. And, and and when I heard that song, I'm like, this has to be the future of music, and it's awesome, and it'll annoy my parents. I can't wait. It didn't quite turn out that way. Chibamata is a great band, though. Yeah, yeah. Love, oh, yeah. love birthday cake and that whole album "Viva La Woman" that it came on. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, this is actually an interesting bridge between our top five and our next segment because there is a game in Jet Set Radio Future which you may or may not remember. I certainly I... didn't. It's called Death Ball. Hold your seats, kiddies. And now everybody's favorite extreme sport. The game where everyone risks their lives for a shot at street stardom. Death Ball! And yours truly, DJ Professor K, will bring you the action with live coverage from the future site of the Tokyo Rokaku Expo Stadium. Let the games begin, baby. So, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to get DJ Professor K in there somewhere because he's such an indelible part I, of the I series. I don't know if this is a stretch, but this sort of reinforces my... This is the Warriors. Like, the Warriors yes. had a radio DJ that talked about the various street it's gangs. Very it's very heavily influenced by it. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like, I, I think... Okay, uh, let's get down to it, senpai. <laughs> I think there are a few American movies that came out in, like, the, the late 70s to the mid-80s that are, like, cultural Rosetta Stones where it's, like, if, if you, for instance, yeah. have played a lot of Japanese games over the years and you go back and you watch the Warriors or you watch Rambo, or Escape from New York, or Streets on Streets of Fire. Streets of, streets of Fire yeah. and um, uh, Bloodsport. And mm-hmm. uh, if if you remember, I, that was mind-blowing when they uh, uh, they sort of like outed Street Fighter 2 stages as like being inspired by Charles Bronson movies. Huh. Uh, have like taken directly from several Charles Bronson movies. Oh wow! Uh, but you know, this, the, the generation of people making games are the generation of people who would have grown up loving those films. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's it's almost the same era, mid seventies to early eighties. Yeah, you can you can see a lot of very clear influences in, in it, you know Japanese pop culture and especially video games for like the twenty years following. I I, I was on Paducan once to talk about Final Fight. And I forget how it happened, but I think it, Rob was introducing the show, and it's like there's one guy who inspired Final Fight. Can anybody name who it is? And everyone's quiet. And I just go Walter Hill, and he's like, "Yes!" And then it, it goes back into how like that inspired that entire genre. His Final Fight was pretty early. Double Dragon was first, yeah. but like Double Dragon, like you you watch the Warriors after knowing Double Dragon, it's like, oh, that's where that stupid look came from with yeah. the vests mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. no shirts. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There was so much like I didn't see the Warriors till much later, like yeah. into my adulthood actually. Asshole. But there was so much pop culture from the eighties and nineties that was cribbing from the Warriors that I just had no idea. And then yeah. when I saw that stuff, I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like this was a movie? Like. It, it, th- it, again, it's it's nuts because when you watch the movie now, like, holy shit! This I, I haven't seen a movie that has it has levels, it has yeah, it's a it has game. bosses, it has uh, it, it has uh, yeah, the different levels have different character types to beat up. It like whoa, 
Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting for 1979. A lot of coarse language. Ajax mm. is not a good boy. No, <laughs> you won't no. be like Ajax, no. even though he grew up to be Dexter's dad. Yeah. Also grew up to be. Uh, I didn't know he was Dexter's dad. Oh, oh, oh! I thought for whatever reason I thought Dexter's Laboratory, not Dexter no. the Showtime Show. That's what I thought. Uh, he also grew up to be raided in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh wow! It's true. <laughs> it's true. If you want a really cheesy. 80s uh, action cop movie, please look up The Quiet Cool, starring James Remar. The Quiet Cool. Uh, the Quiet Cool. He's got to go to Vermont and explode a marijuana <laughs> marijuana. That, that's operation. not quiet or cool at all. What the hell? I, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's it's fucking it's a great 80s movie. Quiet Cool. That's, I mean, sounds like The Quiet Storm, so I'm there. Uh, but uh, Michael, I, I, I feel like like we've talked about Jet Set a lot on the shows. We have. You, oh, we haven't talked have missed. about Death Ball, which is uh, you get a ball and then you skate through a circular arena and yes. uh, you, you complete a lap with control of the ball and you get a point. It's, it's, okay, uh, which I think that actually is more, well, uh, Roller Derby doesn't have a ball involved, does it? No, right? There's like a weird is, thing. I think you just skate around and you beat the shit out of everyone else. But it's it's like you get a point if your team's in the lead. There, I've never understood the scoring for for Roger, but it's it's, yeah. it's it's on that circular. So. I'm sure someone's going to call us like me and explain it. I just Pro- like to watch chicks wrestle so fast I can't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, I've never look, seen roller derby. I'd be remiss. There's a few glaring omissions from this list, and I don't blame you oh. because I think you were, you were trying to focus on things that mostly like you could yes. play as rollerbladers the whole time, but. If we don't mention Lucio from from Overwatch, we are going to get oh, yeah. probably oh, phone shit. calls in addition to angry. Yeah, that is own cereal. Brought that up while I was trying I, to think of I entries. Wish I had two, but there's a couple other entries that like I kind of know why you avoided them. Well, you you sort of forget that he's on skates unless you're watching him That's because true. when you're playing him, you yeah. don't see your feet. Yeah. yeah, he's he's literally skating on walls. But there's there's a joy. Just go to the Giant Bomb Wiki and look up rollerblading. Do yourself this this favor, and you will see some of the best cover art in all yeah. of '90s gamedom. Look up the cover art for Street Hockey '95. This the, it's literally Little John before Little John was a thing. Like the guy on that cover, it's amazing. It is the most extreme edge shit. There, there's a game. <laughs> there's a game that is a Road Rash yeah. clone called Skitchin, where you are basically uh, Road Rash on rollerblades. <laughs> I didn't think that was road rash. I thought that was about sketching is about skate hitching. It's you're you're grabbing on the backs of cars. Yeah, you're Marty McFlying that Jeep. Yeah, in the beginning but in that game, yes, you're sketching, but you're you're fighting and you're gaining money and stuff. And then there is the Tony Hawk clone. And for some reason, I saw this aggressive every time line. I went to Blockbuster. Aggressive in line. Yeah. I, well, is, I was I was kind of trying to avoid sports games. Twenty yeah, years old this yeah. week. So so no two uh, two extreme and three extreme. <laughs> I love. I was gonna say the sequel to two extreme, yeah. three extreme. <laughs> kind of trying to make the point earlier, like these are action games where you just happen to be on roller skates. Though. Yes. What yes. about nine hundred ports of California games? Ooh, what about them? <laughs> yeah. You gonna yeah, play yeah, all those ports? No. But man, just do yourself a favor. Look up that street yeah. street hockey ninety five cover. It is yeah. ugh, also. Like, a, I, I gave a very brief look to an NES game called Rollerblade Racer, which has some pretty cool. Roll like, your blade, huh? Roll your blade, roller no, roller blade racer? roller rollerblade racer. Oh, okay. I thought just, you said roll your blade. Why would Sorry. I say that? Could you uh, do that though? Because that's the brand. Like that would have they'd have to pay. Roller I'm guessing blade. they paid and spent all the money on the license and that box <laughs> art because the actual game is like 
the most dismal paperboy clone you've ever seen in your life. Okay. Just, just very gray and maroon and brown and depressing, and you are like uh, this. I just got my first pair of rollerblades, and now I'm going to enter a competition. Can you get me there safely? I only have three frames of animation. Oh, my God. This looks so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never played this before. i played so many NES games. I've never played mm-hmm. this. What, what a terrible design. He's, it's so much bigger than Paper... He's, the sprite is so much bigger than Paperboy. Yeah, it's like it's zoomed where he's in. going. So you, you only see, like, the sidewalk and the fronts of houses. Yeah, you see, like, four feet in front of you. And there's yeah, obstacles that's... everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's oh. not very good. Uh, no. but there, So, yeah, there, there's lots of games for, uh, for reasons, like sports mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. We didn't include them, but, man... It's it's just like it's a little time machine to go look at the cover art from those games. Just go, oh my gosh! Society was obs- they were obs- we were obsessed with rollerblades. It was this mm-hmm. weird thing. Like I, I don't know. Like I guess I mean, it was they, like they if looked. You they looked place futuristic. You could ice skate. Yeah, it, it was back when we really cared about stuff like that. Like we yeah. were all uh, my generation, and I think multiple generations beforehand were promised a bright and futuristic world. Mm-hmm. And then you get rollerblades like, oh, look at that. That's yeah. different. Things they were very futuristic seeming yeah. at the time. I, I feel like we get used to these, and in a few years we'll finally get the hoverboards from back to the yeah. future. <laughs> yes. This is clearly a stepping stone to <laughs> yeah. flying cars. And, and if you think about it, like the pump had been primed by like a bunch of ridiculous toy fads. We'd had pogo including sticks. Including the pumps. Had I was going to say, including the pump shoes. <laughs> yeah, the pump shoes, moon shoes, a pogo ball, and like here's this LA new likes. fluorescent colored thing. Yes, it's really cool. it, and the they cool really did. It felt it. like training wheels for hover skates. Like, yeah, soon we'll just take off the blades and we'll just all be hover skating. Right, that'd be mm-hmm. great on our soap shoes. Why would you call them soap shoes? Well, what? I think you're that you're supposed to either the people who were doing it were soaping their shoes so they would slide on rails better, mm. or that's what you actually had to apply to it because. It's still a lot of friction going we on. We didn't used to... We used to take surfboard wax and wax mm-hmm. curbs and stuff for, for yeah. rail yeah. grinds and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's... I I don't I know. I, 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 I was not a very extreme kid. I, I had a scooter. It was called the Street Rad. <laughs> and, uh, Back then when scooters were literally just skateboards with a big stick coming off the front. Like mm-hmm. it, was... I, it, just felt, it just felt more freeing. And I, could, I felt like I could duck down lower and get more aerodynamic. I, that, mm. was, that, that was what was really... I went to the skating rink. Uh, and I remember the skating rink had like all these like, like uh, all around the rink was like these were these boxes you sit on, and on very rare occasions they'd open them up and they were filled with roller racers, and oh, they would fill the skating rink with roller racers and roller racers can't still exist. I I haven't seen a roller racer. It's it's exhausting. Like why did I ever have fun with one of those things? <laughs> what is a roller it's, racer? You sit down on it, you put your feet in the front, and you wiggle back it's, and forth. It's the thing oh. that you turn to left and right, and it felt Maybe. like magic at the time. You're like, how am I propelling myself by just turning? Like, oh, it Yeah, was... it's, uh, and, and moving slower than I could walk. <laughs> and, they were advertised on like Nickelodeon like as a direct-to-mail product, yeah. right? And, and then you, they had the like, uh, yeah, Dragonfire we'll was house. the... Dragonfire was the upgraded like early 90s edition. Dragonfire. God, I haven't thought of roller racers in years. Thank you. They're awful. They're awful unless you have a lot of good downhill areas and they're fun. Okay, roller racers. Yeah, I, I never knew anyone who actually had one. I, I bought one at a garage sale with my own. It was one of the first things I bought with my own money when I was like eleven years old. Damn, Loved that'd it. be funny to watch though. A bunch of kids, 
that that was for the parents a bunch of kids on a slippery ass roller rink trying to go fast on a roller racer like that is so the parents I mean, can yeah have un- unlike skates there were all these things sold to us like pogo ball Oh man, this looks so fun! It's like a pogo stick. Like I could jump higher without this thing. Yep. Yes, this is this is exhausting. Uh, it goes flat almost immediately. Yes. This sucks. I remember I I could have sworn I was like, if I'm gonna call fucking Guinness, I was counting the number of pogos I did in a row yeah. on a pogo ball. I was in the thousands, right? And yeah. I'm like, this has to be a record. Yeah, I didn't even get to have a pogo ball. I had a knockoff called Lolo Ball, and uh, <laughs> pogo <laughs> ball is what they call it. I, they also call it Lolo Ball, apparently. And, like, it had no elasticity. It was just this hard-ass little ball with a platform wedged around it. And it did not bounce. It sucked. No. I hated it. So It's uh, kind of like the things when you see those at the gym. They have those, like, balance balls for, like, physical therapy or for people, like, trying to train and stuff. Mm-hmm. And every time I see one, I'm like, boy, that looks like a Pogo Ball. Because I wasn't exhausted it. doing it as a kid, but it now I think about it, like, Dude, you didn't get anywhere. Like, a pogo stick is more exciting than this. This thing sucks. Uh, but, yeah, again, being in the skating rink, I just remember being a kid and never getting tired. Now if I, like, do pump for three laps, I need to take a shower. And, <laughs> and I, I, was, I was getting better for a little bit, or at least getting more stable, and that, that was a really interesting feeling. Um, so if you haven't skated in a while, and, and you used to do it a lot, you don't forget. It's just... Yeah. Uh, you're gonna need like a couple tries before it feels normal again. I I, I fell and by fell like I like hit a superhero landing. I hit a knee. Um, didn't fall on my ass. Didn't fall on my face. Just like dropped to a knee real fast. But that was it. Like, did you stick you, your hands up like ta da? Like <laughs> like you slid in for that on purpose? No, or? I pulled my I, I pulled the uh, gun I always carry on me out so I looked like Agent Smith <laughs> jumping <laughs> off of the building. Smart, good move. Yeah. No, I, I remember that feeling like having grown up getting used to roller skates and then mm. trying to switch to roller blades like it's a completely different way of pushing mm-hmm. and pushing yeah. off like it's it's like relearning how to skate and it didn't bother me different. Different. i remember the first time i rollerbladed I, I did it 16 miles oh my gosh that's that's how like wow. you know when you're a kid like nothing affects you like right. I, yeah i just yeah i just went for 16 miles in hard plastic booties yeah, yeah. like Think me. of like if you if you ski if you I never roll yeah now like, I can't like wear a fucking boots. N95 mask through a whole movie but uh, <laughs> back or then it's, I could... it's like ice I guess ice ah. like ice hockey skates have the plastic like I mm-hmm. figure skates have the leather uppers but like hockey skates are like the hard shell so yeah that's, that's yeah. What it's like. so yeah for me it was uh, I think I went out and did it on the sidewalk in front of my apartment at the time and was just like. I'm not having enough fun to want to put forth the effort it's going to take to get good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, Jet Set Radio had filled my head with visions of like, oh man, I can do all kinds of crazy cool stuff. Is that and what inspired flips. you to get inline skates? It kind of did, yeah. Oh, wow. It's like, Adorable. this looks so fun. Just like, well, that, you know, th- Tony, Tony Hawk made uh, skateboarding look so fun. That was the other allure of, of roller rinks is like, your mortal enemy as a kid in the streets was fucking cracks on a sidewalk if oh, you were yeah. trying to yeah. skate like one one, one wrong crack yeah. and you're down for the count one on little pebble or skates yeah. you will go flying uh, which yeah. happened to me on skateboards a couple times as a teen it happened uh, it happened to me at a party a big party and like i see my first razor scooter I'm like what the fuck is this i'm drunk and i you know i'm just on, on it's like a bike path and it just in front of like at least 50 people 
a pebble that I could probably, like, if I spend enough time, chew it up and swallow it. <laughs> Hit that little wheel, and it, 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 it bucked me like an angry horse over the edge onto, like, I landed on, like, my head and neck. Ooh. And just I, I, a whole crowd of people. Oh shit! Just, just, you, you nobody's concerned. Over the handlebars. Yeah, just when you realize like cool. how like oh I'm not as popular as I thought. I was. <laughs> Did you pop up and um, say you meant to do that like Pee Wee? Come on. Um, I, I got it. Didn't hurt. it didn't hurt at the time because nothing mm. did. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, but it was like it was like landing neck and chin first on pavement. <laughs> Ow! Ow! I scorpioned. I believe they call it. <laughs> Sure, your, your legs come over and look like a stinger. Like, oh, okay. I can I get the mental image, but uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up and move on. As, right. as fun as this has been, since we're not actually talking about games now, we're talking any, about this roller skating. Any, this is yeah. the top would've, five theme. We would have had to let a guest talk. Instead, we can just do this. That's yeah. true. <laughs> talk about better. things with wheels from our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> this has been things from, with wheels from our childhood's <laughs> apocalypse. That is that was really close to being a laser time episode. Hope, hope you've like enjoyed me. this because you're clearly not sticking around for the second session. We're, we're going to do around. a big wheel segment next we're going to talk all about big wheels yeah the resident skate spurt i'll tell you what i think of roller champion Ooh, all right well <laughs> nice uh we're going to take a little break on that note when we get back we're going to talk about some news some new releases some other stuff so stay tuned well i got a brand new pair of roller skates you got a brand new key i think that we should get together and try them out to see i've been looking around a while you got something for me Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? Because <laughs> it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it, but I'm going to experience is fresh super important to me and i'm i like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof but when i saw endgame i think it, i was talking to you about it like i didn't the trailer only showed like the first 40 minutes of the movie i had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going to be like, about time travel and all that was like completely left right. out of the i I, yeah. I i read your movie sites and all that stuff but i'm really good at avoiding spoilers but like dude the spider-man stuff just crept over into everything and when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like, yeah, other than the post credit scene, like, that, all of that, all of that was spoiled for me, like, naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled, certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time 
making jokes. Let's just go. Roller Champions is out. Uh, was the inspiration for our top five. And uh, Matt and Chris, you guys both played it. It is free. It is out on all platforms. Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? Uh, I, I like. I was not only excited to play it. I was. Uh, if you didn't hear me, I was in the mood. I have been. I have skated more the last. I would say since in May than I have in the last three decades. <laughs> Uh, so I, I was I was in the zone and I wanted to I, I wanted to check it out because I, I did sort of like the trailer but like you know I checked it out and it's fucking it's like Rocket it's Rocket League but weirder that, that seems like high price well I, I don't know exactly how it works just yet I've only done quick matches and uh, um, a couple do- a dozen or so quick matches uh, it's one arena and you go in a circle. I have to imagine there's other arenas that will open up that will make things yeah. a little more interesting. There are. No, no there are. There, there's a thing, too, where you can either choose it or it'll randomize it. So. What, it what it really reminds me of, like, what um, Rocket League did for soccer. And Rocket League is soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we need to dispute that. This is uh, NBA Jam with skates. Okay, I like. I, I hadn't thought of NBA Jam. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Well, it, just the whole the whole steel technique and um, like how to gain speed. That the gaining the speed part is the the weirdest, hardest part because it's like it doesn't function like any game I've ever played except for Tony Hawk. Well, yeah, it's all timing based, and it's like basically when you're on a downward, when you're on a decline, you hold the right trick. The the controller mapping is. A little hard to get used to. It's like the yes. right trigger speeds you up, basically. The right you crouch to gain speed, like in Tony yeah. Hawk. But like yeah. speed is like incredibly important because yes. the way the game works, you get the ball and there's a goal. But before you can use the goal, you have to go through four gates. Yeah. And again, I, none of us know anything about roller derby, but I watched roller ball th- this year, and like I remember watching the James Con version. Like this looks like a fun fucking sport. There, there's a little of that DNA in there, like the, the yeah. need to go around the track before you can score a point. Like that's where some strategy comes in. If you go around the track more than once, it become the goal is worth three points. It you go around the points, track three times, yeah. it's worth five points, and, and five, five points, points is match. like the fucking snitch in Harry Potter and yes, closes yeah. the whole automatically game. wins the match for you. you automatically yeah. win, or there's a timer and it'll just count down, and obviously whoever has the highest score. But yeah, there's. There is some strategy to it. Like you said, Chris, like it's all about maintaining speed, which there's kind of two really good ways of doing that. The first is you kind of bank. Carving. So like like the track I played on the, the most was Acapulco, I think it was. And, and it's, Did you play on another track? <laughs> there, there's other options to play on other tracks, but that's okay. the one I, I played my matches on. But it's it, that's very much just an oval track. But it's like, yeah, you go up the banks and then you get speed. The other way, though, is if you have teammates nearby, you press, I think it's LB, like it's the left shoulder button, and you will slingshot yeah. off of them. You'll kind of grab their shoulder and sling, and it's like a huge burst of speed. Yep. And that's the best way to like catch up with the opponent if they have the ball out in front of you. you know? And it's, um, it's it's all it's all crossplay, and that we yes. played one group of people that was clearly PC people who were talking to one another, and they were doing that and just yeah. fucking dominate. Demol- yeah. I mean the other the other thing I I found out like I so once you get past the tutorial, it just it drops you in a match with. Yeah, you can never tell if it's bots or live human beings, but I think it was yeah. live human beings because they were. It'll, it'll say it'll say it'll say AI if it's not a human being. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one thing I did like is 
once I played through my first match, it let me create custom matches where I could just yes. practice against AI opponents, which obviously bet they were better than the humans right now because people are still learning the game. Like my two teammates That's could hilarious. not shoot for shit, could not aim and get the ball through the hoop. The whole match went by and I finally scored us a goal and won the game because I'm like, you need to aim and charge your power before you fucking yep. shoot and bank it off the side of the wall. It's the easiest way to get it in. Anyway, the, the, uh, the, the throwing is is the biggest, like, oh, I've never done anything like this in a game. It's it's left trigger to aim down sights, but you also basically, if you release left trigger, that throws the ball. And and you want to, like, hit the right trigger to throw. It's it's this weird well, I'm still I'm still not clear. There's, like, a power gauge that comes up. I, 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 I loaded up a, a solo game because there's, like, no single player. You have to, like, create a game... And then populate them and then with populate AI with bots. bots. Yeah. Or you just, yeah, you can you join a public match. Oh, or in, and there's like a skate park you can just fuck around in with bells. Yes, you, you that's hit. like the social hub. And that's where you yeah. show off if you got like a, if you got like a cool emote. Because that's the other thing. It's free to play. And there's a shop. And they're selling all kinds of fucking, you know, customization items and poses you can do in midair and stuff like that. I, I've never been more infuriated by the that a free-to-play option just because like you're, i'm only given a shirt that says fresh meat on it yes yes <laughs> and they um, just disrespect you right off and then like when can i unlock another shirt and like in the game basically it's like it'll be fucking hours you have to, hours you have to play through 10 quick matches shirt. before you can even unlock other modes in the game yeah. other than the custom match for practice my, my strategy in the matches i played is that nowhere does it say in the rules you need to keep going the same direction okay. around the oval. And so I would straight up turn the opposite direction and barrel toward the opponents at full speed and tackle them or do the uppercut move, which is the sneaky one they're not Nobody's expecting. Nobody's using that. Yeah, I, so would, I would get the ball every single time for my teammates. And then passing is key. If you pass to your teammates, you're going to be doing better than 90% of people yes. in this game. Like, Because it's, it's basically keep away at that point, you know. But I, um, I played a couple matches and, and scored several goals and I... I had a really good time. So. I've scored two goals. I, I'm i not going to stop playing it just yet. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't predict the future of the game. Yeah. Because, I, dude, I loved Rocket League for, I would say, dozens of hours. Yeah. And this makes me feel like Rocket League. But um, it, it does feel like there's less to do in the uh, unlocking stuff. It's just taking so fucking long. And... Uh, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's like Rocket League with a, with a Fall Guys color scheme. <laughs> what it reminded me more of was a, a more recent game was Knockout City, that dodgeball mm -hmm. game that EA published. Like it's, but Knockout City, after a while, there's sort of a lot to remember. Like there's the thing where you can make yourself into a ball and all this shit, and oh, you got to hit this button to catch it. Just this right moment. This game is way stripped down and simpler, and I actually prefer it. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to think about all this shit. I, I think, just, I think I would love there's. An unnamed thing I would I would love to see added to Roller Champs to see it like to fully like this is amazing. Uh, it just seems a little bare bones right now, um, but it's still fucking fun and it's like a new free arcadey game. Uh, I played it on PS5, but I think I played the PS4 version, but it's got cross-play with every other system. Mm. So. Yeah, and that's the other thing is matchmaking when I played I got into a match in about 10 seconds. It's very fast right now. So right Obviously, now, yeah. new game, lots of people playing. So. I, I had some crashy stuff, but whatever. It's like day one. So I was but. playing on Xbox. Looks, it, it, you know, Visually, it's not 
you know, it, it's cartoony style. It's whatever. my favorite yeah. color schemes. It, 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 it's like Rocket League, but with Fall Guys color scheme. Sure. Lots of pinks, lots of yellows. Yeah, little little eighties neon. Lots of things that show the burn in in my television. God damn, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do something about that warranty. But yeah, I mean, can't beat the price. Free game, so check it out. Uh, if you, yeah, I feel like if you like games like Knockout City or even like Windjammers, right? Like you might, there might be something here for you in this. Game. Like I, I was on Rocket League day one, loved it, played mm-hmm. it all the time, but I never thought in my wildest dreams people would still be playing it to this day competitively. Yeah, that's what, and that's what the the eye I was trying to put to Roller Champions, and I'm just not the person to answer that. Uh, but I had fun in the same way I did when Rocket League came out and we're all trying to figure this shit out. See, that's the thing is Rocket League has a learning curve with like, how do, how do I control my car and really mm-hmm. get, you know, get the ball to go where I want it to go? This game doesn't have a steep learning curve at all. It's, you, you can kind of learn it right away. It's, that's what's weird. Your, your, your passes are, your passes are automatic, but when yes. you shoot at the goal, you have to fucking aim like it's you a first person shooter while knowing there's people behind you ready to tackle you. Yeah, and there's a, there's a cool little dodge button. Like, if they try to tackle you, you can hit X at the last minute, and you'll dodge out of the it's way. It's called but, the juke button. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. NBA Jam comparison is, is really appropriate. It's, it's like that. It reminds me a lot mm-hmm. of that. Uh, similar in terms of the strategies and stuff like that. And when, you know, yeah, if you t- try if you attempt to tackle and whiff, like, you're going to be down on the ground for a few seconds, and then that gives them a chance to keep going around the circle and building up points and stuff like that. And I, so. I didn't ever do it, but you can, like... You know, double tackle, like dive, but lose your momentum. But yeah. when you are holding the ball, you can dive, lose your momentum to dodge like a barrage of attacks as well. I just couldn't get my. I feel like there's stuff in the game I haven't yet, and I play. I played for a few hours, so like I. I yeah. But I, I dug it. Uh, I, if you, Matt, you sound like you scored more goals than I did. I feel like this is one of those games that like I'm good at right now because no one has learned it. But if I come back to the game in two weeks, people will be using actual strategy of like, no, we're going to go around the ring multiple times before we score. Because mostly in every match I was in, it's like, let's get one full circle complete and then shoot and try to score. It, it, I don't know how to, to say this other than it's one of those games like I don't know of another game that controls like this or plays like this. So like if you want to jump in, everybody is new to this. Yeah. And it still feels awkward because like it doesn't play like anything else just yet. There's something really satisfying about the whistling, the wind whistling noise in your ears when you yeah. get the speed and maintain the speed. That that's kind of what's letting you know, like, yeah, this is how fast you're supposed to be. Going I want to give a matches. compliment to the countdown guy because there's like, a, you know, you score a goal and it's like, all right, balls back in play, five, four, three, two, one. Then like, sometimes the announcer's like, bah, boy, bah, beep, beep, like just like just doesn't say the word. <laughs> it's just like I'm so so tired of saying this already. Bah. <laughs> makes me laugh so yeah roller, roller champions. champions available anywhere fine games are not sold because it's free yep um yeah i should say you you guys were talking about like yeah playing it on ps5 i think it's the ps4 version it is playable on series x and ps5 and s uh, via backward compatibility but it is mm-hmm. not native to those systems but, makes sense yeah, yeah it, it's it, like i said graphically it's that cartoony art style, like, mm-hmm. you know. So of course, but yeah, uh, yeah. doesn't need bright, it. Bright it's for everybody. Yeah. It looks very much like Knockout City. If you if you think of not the look of Knockout City, mm-hmm. like it's got that going on. Uh, tell us about 
Microsoft Flight Simulator's Top Gun expansion. What the fuck? That this, this movie's getting good reviews. Who thought a Top Gun two would ever get good reviews? Yeah, especially after. I, and I don't know if this is called, technically called the Maverick expansion or the Top Gun expansion, but it's it's fucking dude. You right. boot this thing up and it's boom, like that fucking. The, the, it is. I I before we started recording, I hopped onto the mic giddy. And I told Michael, I was so happy, proud of myself. I said, I just pulled off a thing that I could not pull off as a child in the 1980s classic Top Gun NES game. I fucking landed an F-18 on an aircraft carrier. Oh, like the shit. one of the, on my first attempt, I got a C. All right, so all right, passing grade. But like that is in aviation, one of the hardest things to do. And by the way, so like the way the Maverick stuff is in there. And they they've they've done this in this game. Like, if you haven't played Flight Simulator lately, you should go back because like they have like okay, here's some tutorial lessons we're gonna teach you how to fly and do stuff. Then there's like challenges, which is like okay, use what you've learned and actually do shit that a real pilot will have to do. And this game has that. Like the tutorial stuff is like kind of teaching you here's what's unique and cool about flying an F-18. And so I did a split S, like one of those maneuvers as a kid where like fucking I did it. You know, go upside down, do the split S. And it's funny because, you know, after years of playing, like, fighting, plain dogfighting games, you realize, like, a real split is takes a whole lot longer, and they have, like, the sound effects. You can hear your pilot, like, losing his breath, be- breath because of the Gs, like, pressing oh, on Jesus. his chest and shit. But it's, I, you know, that's, that's, like, a, that's like a tutorial, which there's, there's some guidance there of, like, okay, go to this degree and do this. But then I tried the challenge, and the first challenge I tried was that aircraft carrier thing. They take away all the training wheels. It's like, yep, yeah, we're not going to give you a flight flight path in the air. We're not going to tell you anything. It's just going to be maintain the right angle, maintain the right speed. Which, if you played those Top Gun games from NES, you know that was like the hardest shit to pull mm. off ever. True. And it's like when you go to start that challenge, you realize giant fucking massive ocean, right? Tiny aircraft carrier in the distance, and you're like, I'm aiming for that in this fucking giant rocket that i'm just strapped into I, that barely I love steers. that about these billion dollar planes that like they are <laughs> formidable forces in the sky yes any kind of sur- any kind of surface like a child's rug will take out this fucking plane if it yes <laughs> so i was very proud of myself but it's it's i mean it's still flight simulator so it's a simulator you know it's not arcadey yeah. but this is the most arcadey experience you're going to get in that game and like some of the challenges are like yeah we're gonna have you do low altitude flight shit over you, know, you would blow the flight deck as Joker would say in fucking Top Gun 1 or whatever right like they're having you do that the cool shit that you would do in the military so I think, if- uh, it's interesting because like um, not to get too far off the rails here but like uh, this is a Paramount movie Paramount is now because of all the mergers we've seen is a small company and is reaching I believe they reached out to the Ace Combat people too. So like, there's an Assault Horizon Ace huh. Combat Seven thing <laughs> as well. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Paramount smaller because aren't they Viacom CBS? Yeah, they, they are a tiny company because they don't yeah, own a, a shitload of IP. They own, own a bunch mom of and weird pop IP. movie studio. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> uh, we have Star Trek and Daria. Of yeah. uh, <laughs> getting priced out by Walmart. But yeah. but isn't it technically also MTV and everything on Paramount Plus? Yeah, which is like our worthless brands. Worthless. Mm-hmm. Worthless. Everything Comedy Central did, Netflix does better. Ne- MTV, who is MTV now? Blah, blah, blah. 
but yeah. like uh but but yeah paramount's sort of like we but we want this to be a blockbuster film because top gun if you weren't around in 86 it was the first year we did 30 2010 and like it was a small movie tom cruise was not a huge movie star top mm-hmm. gun made him a movie star it made top gun made so much fucking money so not to me money. damn it legend made him a movie star to me the movie's terrible but uh, but it's not, it's not great. <laughs> also hilarious. Uh, no, it was cocktail specifically the Mad Parody Crocktail <sighs> that came it after Top Gun, Michael. <laughs> the only funny corporate story, like uh, Top Gun was supposed, Maverick was supposed to come out. I think like three months after the pandemic started. Yeah, they think it was a 2020. Release. And if you went into a Walmart and like, oh. That didn't stop the Chinese merchandise train because all this shit showed up anyway, and it took two years from when the merchandise showed up to when the movie came out to when the game stuff came out. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. Top Gun's not my thing. It's 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 Brett's thing, but like in my my uncle's thing. But for the people who it's their thing, it's whoa, really their thing. No, I loved it. I, I grew up, you know, where Riverside is not too far from Miramar, Riverside? which is where Top Gun takes place, which is sort of down San Diego area and stuff. And like, so when I was in college, my buddies used to organize like a beach volleyball tournament that they called like the Top Gun tournament and everyone would show up in their fucking jean shorts hey, and do all that shit. Hey, and then afterwards we'd go drink at the bars wearing, you know, our little naval hats and you know, whatever. We're good. Drunk idiots. Tony Scott had the balls to say he made that scene gay on purpose and then kill himself. Like, I'm fucking ink. Like, please. I must know more about how this scene came together. I don't believe it was that simple. (laughs) There are a few things hornier in cinema than the volleyball scene. It's pretty horny. It's insane. (laughs) It's it's a good movie. All right. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for Maverick. And so, yeah, this... It's free, but I mean, not free. If you have Game Pass, you have access to Flight Simulator. Uh, oh, but the, the, I mean, that, but that's the Game Pass hook. They give you a game, and like, well, you got to pay for the DLC. Yeah, but the DLC is included with Game Pass, so I'm. Nice. I think it's if you own Flight Simulator, I believe it's a free expansion. Like so, but everybody um, with Game Pass owns Flight Simulator, right? Yeah, so check it out. I think it's it's worth your time. Like, if you think of Flight Simulator as like too boring and like, no, I don't want to actually fly. Like this, this is like, hey if you actually want to feel what flying an F-18 feels like, and it, it is like this, it's way more arcadey feeling than the other planes in that game, but it's still a fucking, it's the plane, a real-life plane, like you will stall and all this kind of crazy I stuff. I mean, uh, and I'm going to use the M word here. I only wanted to play Flight Simulator to crash uh, Russian MiGs into Michael and Matt's house. Mm. Yeah, that, sure. That is all, all I and went. And then get disappointed that, that it's not actually the structure of your building and mm-hmm. the weird uh, horror shit they've done to your house. Yeah, if you detach the camera and go down to street level, it's like, wow, this is like if a nuclear bomb hit my neighborhood yeah. and yeah. then they rebuilt all the houses completely differently. Yeah. It looked like this in a picture. Mm-hmm. Half, half my house is for some reason built into a hill that doesn't exist in my neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It looks it's like old. somebody made your house out of oatmeal and finger colors. The <laughs> best part was the AI that's used to do those maps, which is like this amazing feat of engineering. Mm-hmm. Would just put these random three thousand yard tall pillars oh, like right. coming mm-hmm. up out of the street because of the way the map tech was working, and it's like that that does or or where I, I you know of course flew up my neighborhood where I grew up and flew over it, and I'm like. There's not a river there. <laughs> like it just created a river in the middle of the street. Like I wow. love that shit. You know, and then you see weird stuff like uh, some of this is taken from like you know Street View or something where 
like, okay, here's like this this giant uh, signpost that's outside of this shopping center, and it's plastered over with a picture yes. of said signpost in real life, but like it doesn't quite cover the whole thing, and you can see like f- the photo of the parking lot behind it on the sign, and it's just surreal, and everything looks terrible. The best shit is to I would fly. I recommend doing this. Go fly mm-hmm. over Disneyland and mm-hmm. Disney World and see. It's like. Your weird, creepy neighbor who would create a paper mache version of Disney Parks in his garage. Like, that's the kind of shit it does. It, it's just like, yeah, I guess that's technically the Epcot fucking spaceship Earth, but it's, it's, it's certainly not the actual thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, Flight Sim, uh, the Maverick expansion. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, there are some things that uh, we will have to put off for next week. Sniper Elite 5. Came out hours before we started recording. Uh, on Game Pass. Yeah, on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, it is quote-unquote free to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it uh, yeah, it, it may not, may or may not be a game you want to play right now. Um, it, it is getting very good reviews. I'll say that for it. But, yeah, you know. those, those games always get like high sevens, low eights. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're consistent with the quality. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they're also very niche. Like you either like that or you don't. I loved Sniper Elite 3. Uh, 4 mm-hmm. just never clicked with me for some reason. But, you know, 5 is, is getting praise. You know, it's high sevens to 80, I think. One of, I think the PC version was like 80 on Metacritic last I looked, which is okay. That's nice. pretty good. Yeah. And they're, they're true, like still. Yep sniper games mm-hmm. like you, yeah if you if you want to sneak around get the perfect shot on an enemy and then uh slow motion execute x-ray execute a nazi's balls with a sniper bullet yeah that's pretty cool you know yeah they take place literally during a war uh yeah. cal the kangaroo II. is not just like a re-release uh, like it's it's a new entry in that series wow like, that 20 something year old series i was promised when i beat the new bubsy a few years ago uh, there was no ending. They just promised me a new game. Instead, I have to sit here and look at Cal the Kangaroo coming out again. <laughs> Fucking pissed. Uh, and then the Pac-Man Museum Plus is coming. And my, boy, there are a lot of Pac-Man games, except the one that you all could probably guess that's not there. Miss Pac-Man? Miss Pac-Man? But, uh, you got, yep. listen to this. This is it's a pretty good pack list. You got uh, Pac-Man from 1980. Super Pac-Man. Right. Pac-and-Pal. Pac-Land. Pac-Mania. Awful. Pack Attack, the SNES version. Pack in Time, gonna go pack in time. Mm-hmm. SNES version. Uh, Pac-Man Arrangement, which is the arcade version as seen in Namco Classic Collection Volume 2. Uh, Pac-Man Arrangement, the PSP version. Pac-Man Championship Edition, that game rules. Pac-Motos. Uh, Pack and Roll Remix. Pac-Man Battle Royale from 2011. And... There's a Battle Royale game in 2011. That's wild. And then Pac-Man 256, which is that endless runner Pac-Man. It's great. You know, it's awesome. It's in, endless Frogger, basically. It's Pac-Man Frogger. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's Pac-Man Crossy Road. Does it have Pac-Man 2, the new adventures? No. 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 But this is the mm-hmm. most Pac-Man games I've ever seen in any Pac-Man yeah. collection. It, it, it seems a pretty definitive collection of Pac-Man games. But other just than like... The best. I am an expert in Pac-Man at this point because uh, modding arcade machines and two of these are good. Yes. <laughs> no, Ms. Pac-Man is a little sad though. It, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I thought they they that's, figured. I, I, I thought they worked something out. But we talked. I forget what the Laser Time episode was called, but it was about like problems with IP characters, mm. and the, mm. the saga around Miss Pac-Man is hilarious. 
Yeah. Let me see if I can paraphrase it real fast. Pac-Man comes out, huge success. Bally Midway's publishing in the United States, Namco's publishing in Japan, and uh, uh, a group of modders had been modding like Missile Command and like trying to figure out ways to make old games, old popular games, new again by modding them, but needing permission from their Japanese owners. Uh, and they developed this. Is it Crazy Auto? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A version of Miss Pac-Man. Like, like they were, and they basically held them hostage. Like, look, we're going to release this, whether you like it or not. You can make it official, and we can do a thing. So, I don't think J- Japan was hit with Miss Pac-Man as hard as America was, and Miss Pac-Man was an outrageous success. It is the yeah. best 2D Pac-Man uh, game. Period. It's not just that they were weren't hit as hard. It's that you know it was uh, Bally that that did it that uh, yeah. did it without permission. Right. No, they had permission. No, they didn't have permission from Nanko. It was basically a an unlicensed sequel by yeah. the U.S. publisher. Okay, so I'm unclear on it. But either way, it gave these garage-based encoders ownership over the character of Miss Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. And if you go into Walmart's right now, Arcade One Up has a Miss Pac-Man machine. It seemed like everyone thought that was in that scene was like that can't happen because Miss Pac-Man is literally being removed from other games yeah. uh, that she's featured in uh, because it's owned by these uh, and then the, these Americans sold it to those people who sell like the the, the joystick in-game products at games yes right yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the people that plug plug and play yeah. so they, they sold the rights to Miss Pac-Man to people who make knockoffs of Pac-Man dude Bandai Namco just Take that Elden Ring money and fucking buy that character for the right. love of like, goodness. What the Come fuck? On. Like I, I, I thought, but again, I, according to rumor, like, um, oh, it's so silly. What was it like? Sony, Marvel, Marvel was going bankrupt, and they were make, and Sony was making Spider-Man movies, and like, look for like six million bucks, you can get the whole Marvel universe: Iron Man, Guardians, anything. And Sony's like, nah. Yep. Nah, and I think I think meanwhile Disney behind the scenes Disney was like uh, Sony will give you four billion dollars for Spider Man more than Star Wars this cost Disney and and Sony's like nah <laughs> nah mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean like I'm not saying Miss Pac Man is a billion dollar property but like looking down the road like fuck in twenty years this could could make us a billion dollars. So, I don't know. Is that crazy, Miss Pac-Man? Am I the only one who wants to fuck that character? She's got great gams. You got, yeah. you got him. Mad legs. stems. <laughs> Is gams legs? Yeah, gams is legs. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember my yeah, 1920s slang. That, yeah. that broad's got great gams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, if this sounds familiar, this is sort of a sequel slash, I'd call it more of an update to Pac-Man Museum, which came out in 2014, but mm. it does include... Several games that were not in that collection, so that's I mean, the, the, yeah. The Pac-Man Museums have always been like five or something games. I was yeah, pretty. This impressed thing's got fourteen see. games or something. Yeah. On, so, yeah. all right. Well, I think those are all the games that we can talk about right now. So let's move along to. Quick uh, MCA uh, day job update. Oh, uh, I thought it was a Beastie Boy story. That's, I, I <laughs> lucked out and got his initials. So uh, 
But yeah, the, the game I've been working on for the past several years, the Callisto Protocol, you may have noticed is on the cover of Game Informer magazine. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to read more about the sci-fi uh, survival horror game old Matty Al has been working on, you're going to have to pay and, and buy a magazine. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, they go pretty in-depth and they, 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 you know, interview several people on the team, including Glenn Schofield, one of the creators of Dead Space, blah, 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 blah. I, I prefer the video version because... Because I'm Callisto, and thank you for playing <laughs> Twisted Metal. Yes, thank you for playing my protocol. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like, what is that Eddie Izzard joke of like, Heimlich got a maneuver. It's my maneuver. Hoochie <laughs> <laughs> hoochie hoopsa, lobster. We'll call it Calprote. <laughs> so check, check that out, and you can learn more about the Callisto Protocol. Other big industry news, Raven Software uh, employees, mm-hmm. uh, actually specifically out of their QA department, uh, voted and have officially voted to unionize. This is the Ooh. first official big union in a, in a in a major game studio, uh, yeah, in, in the industry. The first bit of communism mm. creeping into... <laughs> That's going to make uh, Kodak's nut shrivel up and fall off. So the, the QA employees, <laughs> they voted to kind of... Uh, unionize with the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, and then, yeah, the final vote tally was 19-4, three against. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and this is despite uh, basically like a lot of messaging from the folks, you know, the the powers that be of like, hey, please don't do this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, it, it has the potential. I, I think it's great news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did hear it's like, yeah, this has the potential to throw a wrench into the deal where they're trying to get bought out by Microsoft, which uh, I don't know, might make it less appealing to Microsoft if they have. To it doesn't matter. Like, we're, I think we're learning through like a crybaby billionaire Elon Musk buying Twitter. Like, it's too late. Like, if you want to get out of the deal, it's going to cost you so much money anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know that this is going to stop that deal because this is like yeah, literally no. only one department at just one developer. That's it's true. just yeah. just QA just at Raven but what this this enables them to do uh, they're members of the Game Workers Alliance so they get to they get to bargain with Activision Blizzard management over things like employment contracts uh, you know typical union stuff right mm-hmm. I think most people don't know what that means well a lot of a lot of this came about because of you know the walkout they they had where they they laid off a significant chunk of the QA department and then mm-hmm. so they, they said hey we, we got to do something about this so yeah, uh, yeah. it's good news and, and, and through mechanisms I can't really talk about here like I've watched how hard it is for some of these businesses to unionize and it's it feels impossible so I don't know how they pulled this off and uh, but I'm glad they did because unions make everything better and private companies make everything worse for people typically you know the re- the way this vote came about is basically Activision Blizzard had officially gone on record saying they they're not they chose not to voluntarily recognize the union and that's what forced the vote so they're basically like yeah if you, we're going to recognize you your employees have to go on record and and vote and say they want to be part of this union so uh, yeah so there you go uh and then next bit of news i you know what fucking i love this just desserts seth green can't make a game because his stupid fucking ape NFT board ape was stolen that he planned to use to star in a game. He got scammed. Was it a game or a show? Oh, oh I think uh, it was both. It was it's a an show. animated series. You're right. I'm sorry. It's an animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through his so. robot chicken, what, shadow monkey? Yeah, stupid monkey. Stupid like, monkey. 
I, I don't get it. Why does he need the the ape? Like, he's Seth Green. He can hire people to design original characters. Because that was the promise of NFTs, that you would own this character yeah. and its likeness and be able to do what you wanted with it. And then it turns right. out, you know, if your password has one, two, three, four in it, oh, Seth, uh, somebody can just steal your IP. <laughs> I don't know what the real story. I really don't. All my apes gone. He bought sort of at one of the, I'd say the height, maybe. I don't know. He bought this in July 2021. So I don't know what the NFT market, maybe it took off after it was, that. But it, like, I, I believe they were like $200,000. Yeah. And I, I, I remembered I didn't click on these these stories because I met Seth Green. I love Seth Green. I think he, he's a really nice guy. And Airborne Seth Green. He's Hello. Airborne for fuck's sake. And Buffy and Austin Powers. Mm. I love Seth Green. Nice. Can't guy. hardly wait. Do not undersell his role in Can't Hardly yeah. Wait. He, yeah, wearing job. the goddamn goggles. Like a... <laughs> he looks, he's a Jetson radio character yeah, in yeah. that movie. Yeah, he was making it happen. <laughs> Unlike the rest of us, like listening to Chibo Mato at like low So, volume yeah, the way this, this came about, it. though, is he. he he fell victim to a fucking scam. Yeah, he says he got fished. Yes. Yeah, he got he got fished with this one. So and he they they stole more than just the one character. That that they stole his board ape, two mutant apes, and a doodle. I hate myself for saying that out loud just mm-hmm. now. Like honestly, like No, this that, is the that's, worst that's why I didn't click on the article. Like, I don't want to hate Seth Green. This is gonna be bad. And, and if you if you if you got scammed in this, like I'm not saying you deserve it, but come on. Come on, if you had yeah. six figures to blow on a JPEG. Yeah, but also make an original character. Yeah. There you go. You guys have you done have it access to art teams. Just, yeah. just create four new characters. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. it's sunk cost. You lost your money, you got scammed, dude. Yeah. Whatevs. Like, you create a robot chicken, bro. Fucking do it. Anyway, this is like Maddie Al news right here. Having worked on Rainbow Six Siege and have and loving the Yakuza games, Rainbow Six Siege is getting a Yakuza skin pack, which is fucking awesome. Um, so the trailer, by the way, so Yakuza. Like I was watching it in in coworker turn. They're like, "Are you watching like a Yakuza trailer?" I'm like, "No, this is Rainbow Six Siege." But uh, so you're gonna get. Uh, a Kaoru a Sayama skin for the character Hibana. So that basically it reskins existing operators in Rebus Siege. Right. And then there is a Kiryu Kazuma for a skin for Echo. So, uh, and then they hinted at the end of the trailer, there's basically a hint that there will be an Echo Elite skin, which it's going to be Majima. It's Goro Majima. Come on. You know, so. That's why if, you, if I'm playing, if you're playing Siege and I'm in the game, uh, you're gonna hear me coming up, uh, breaking the raw. Oh, that's that's me coming up on you. Yeah, breaking love it. No, I mean they got the actual voice actor. That's one of my favorite parts of the trailer. That's is it's wonderful. it's like Kiryu, uh, the Japanese voice actor. Oh, I, I just should add, I don't want my hmm to be interpreted as anything there. I I, I don't actually know because I don't cover Rainbow Six. But. No, but it's um the the funny part is it's it's the characters, right? So the faces are the characters. It looks yeah, like yeah. basically cosplayers. It's it's yeah. like, oh that's that's Yakuza cosplay right there. So it's it's not quite Sayama, not quite Kiryu, but close enough. You know, they got the clothes. It, 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 and the it made me think of that while playing roller roller champions, that like your default is a helmet and like I don't wanna wear a helmet. I wanna look <laughs> I <laughs> Every time you say that, I think of Seinfeld. You know, with I don't want to wear a helmet. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to look like a character. I don't know. I saw a, a brief glimpse of this trailer. Never mind. I have nothing to add. No. Hey, we have other things to worry about, Chris. Mm. Like a Death Stranding sequel. 
that Norman Reedus apparently just leaked because he was talking about this thing he's working on the next thing and he's like yeah you know we, you know death training was great won all these awards and and oh we just started working on a second one he told uh, this magazine called leo edit which fine whatever i'd never heard of that the fuck why can't he be on this show if he's gonna be in a magazine called leo edit like if, <laughs> if there's still a magazine left in the world we should have heard about it but to me, it's just so revealing of like how how much emphasis we place on like, oh, we got this major actor in a video game. This is a big deal. And like to him, it's just another job. Right. And yeah. he's, he's basically describing like, yeah, this this, this mocap took two or three years. It's hard work. Oh, by the way, we're making another one. Like there, there are people who their whole job is to wait for the perfect moment to reveal that game. And, and yes. he just, you know, it, it reminds me of like the, the glory days of the post-Activision buyout of the Ghostbusters game where, like, it's not even announced and Dan Aykroyd won't stop talking about it and just having worked in the industry is like, do you think, like, publicists have, like, a price on his head? Shut this... I want him dead! Stop talking about this game we haven't announced. So then Kojima, like, played, played into it and it's like, He's definitely not denying it. He's not confirming it, but he's all but confirming it. He just posted a response that says, go to your private room, my friend, because if you've played Death Stranding, you know Sam Bridges has his little private room. And it's a picture of him holding, I, I believe that's Lucille from The Walking Dead, the bat with the barbed wire mm-hmm. wrapped around yeah. it. Preparing to uh, brain Norman Reedus with it as the yes. latter kneels on the floor. In front I'm of obviously him. not watching Walking Dead right now. Is Norman Reedus still on the show? I think he was he was supposed to get his own spin-off and then his co-star dropped out. Right. I did see something about that, but you're, you're not a big enough star to leak stuff anymore. You care No, you have to be more careful, buddy. Well, to to Death Stranding fans, I guess he's a big yeah. enough star. And Kojima so. seems to like his work a lot. Like, you know, he had had what? cast him in Silent Hills before that. Boondock yeah. Saints? Like what the fuck? Probably, <laughs> yes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Have you played a Kojima game? <laughs> Boondock Saints is one of the worst move, the, wor- the best worst movies I've ever seen. It's fucking terrible. What's that guy? Pat Duffy? That's uh, Troy Duffy. Troy Duffy. Thank you. Overnight, great documentary. Ugh. Doesn't that kind of feel like a missed opportunity? Like two ships passing in the night. Like why hasn't Kojima collaborated with Troy Duffy on Troy anything Duffy. yet? Write a comic out of Death Stranding, and he delivered the package, and it was sullen. that's what's kind of weird to me is i'm like you know play death stranding uh where do you go from there i'm not going to spoil death stranding or anything like that but like i kind of feel like they told the story they were going to tell with their Mm. mail delivery simulator game like like metal gear you'll play as someone different and maybe daryl pops up here and there what what is sam yeah who who and what is sam bridges even so Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, this is tangentially related to the news, the leak of the um, PlayStation Plus lineup. And and really the only thing that popped out at me is I bought Death Stranding uh, on PS4. Yeah. And it, I liked it, but I had a bunch of other stuff to play. I, I, it was like months after you guys had played it and like talked about it mm. forever. Yeah, yeah. And I would have loved to play the director's cut and like, oh, it, sometimes that's all you need. Like, oh, there's one... $60 game in here, like, I'll fucking 
subscribe to this. Well, I remember, that Sony confirmed like the leak was out there, and then Sony later confirmed the other biggie that you've been wanting to play is Returnal. Like that is included with those yeah, those premium teams. It, and I love it. Plus. Returnal's really great, and it should have been Game of the Year last year. No, not even <sighs> close. It's fine. It's You're a fine wrong. game. No, but uh, so anyway, so I personally, I'm looking. For, I enjoy Death Stranding. I like the stuff Kojima does, and Death Stranding is sort of him at his weirdest. So fucking bring that on. Uh, but, yeah. uh, maybe I guess it's officially confirmed. Who knows? The last one. We're we're now entering Speculation City. You boys ready? Get strapped in to uh, Cigarette. Well, just 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 past cigarettes on the highway down Highway 101 is Speculation City. Um, NBC Universal was reportedly almost merged with or bought Electronic Arts, um, and like kind of in the deal, like there would be like a CEO swap where like Comcast CEO Brian Roberts basically was going to hand over CEO ship to Andrew Wilson from EA, um, and it, That's how it was works. close. Um, you just closed the FIFA deal. Please dictate the future of Girls 5 Eva. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah, basically, they were, like, getting down to the wire, and the deal sort of fell through just because of a disagreement about price of the merger and some of the structuring stuff. But even though that didn't happen, I think what this really shows you is EA is sort of chopping themselves around. Uh, and then some of the other companies that were rumored to that they were kind of saying, hey, would you like to buy us? Included the likes of Disney, which would make sense since they've been working with Disney on all the Star Wars stuff that used to be exclusive to them. Uh, Apple, okay, they're sort of down the street from EA and a few cities down, okay, and then Amazon. Um, so yeah, EA's looking Amazon, to get bought. Amazon's who you want to buy if you're EA. I, I, I don't know how much has been edited out, but I keep saying video games will decide the streaming landscape mm. because... Edited the whole thing out every time. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what what makes it out there. But like the uh, but we're out of IP to like we're out of IP with million millions of eyeballs on it that uh, don't involve video games to acquire uh, for streaming services. So it's it's in all of these companies. Like when you look at um, uh, Netflix's upfronts, it's like uh, Arcane and Witcher are like in the top thing. If you open up the Paramount Plus app, a warthog drives around the Paramount logo before it tells you Sonic is here, and they just greenlit a Streets of Rage movie. I think these 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 larger media companies are going to start buying up video game publishers and developers a lot. But it's EA. What do you yeah. get? That well, that's that's what do you get? So that you know, IP is king, yeah, and that's what you're buying, and that's where I go. Problem with EA, they don't have a ton of original yeah. IP, other than Mass like Effect, League football, you know, Dragon Age, Mass Effect. They're you know they're the sports company. Uh, they do good you know the, the Star Wars games they release, but it's like uh, I guess Apex. Apex is making a ton of money out there, but like, yeah. but when when someone's like uh, Disney's going to buy them and like. Uh, Disney doesn't make games at all and doesn't care about the quality of games. EA has a ton of talented developers, but like they don't care. That these Disney half are good. makes sense to me for only one reason, one reason alone: ESPN. Disney owns ESPN, right? And all of a sudden, you got you know the company that makes the Madden games and, and FIFA and ESPN. That's that's. I mean, not not not, not to get too weird, but I, I hear that relationship is rocky and like 
That's the closest thing Disney is to getting rid of. Is ESPN. Well, the, the reason I don't think Disney would ever buy them is Disney, I think, has finally learned. And then every 10 years, they sort of change their mind. They know how expensive and risky it is to be in the business of games. But they've also seen how advantageous it is to be in the business of licensing for stuff right. for games. And basically, as a licensor who owns IP... They don't have to put any money in yes. and just reap all the benefit of like, yeah, you're going to use our IP. Cool. We'll take this percentage and plus probably some guarantee and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, hopefully I'm not the only one in the mic who's, who's worked with them. But yes, like why would we spend hundreds of millions of dollars on the studio to make a thing people will make for us for – we don't have to pay them anything. Yep. But, but profit share. Yep. And we'll it's take the true. lion's share. Like, and, and, and Disney, if you haven't played a Disney game lately – they don't care about the quality. They don't care at all. The Apple thing is weird to me because, so, you know, Apple has notoriously been kind of averse to games until it almost kind of got foistered upon them with the, you know, with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But EA, that's the other thing is like EA makes a shit ton of money on mobile. Like they make a yeah, lot no, of no, money on mobile. That makes the most sense because like what Apple has probably lost in music, it could make up in games with a like buying up EA. So then Amazon, Amazon actually does make a lot of sense, Chris, because like they've been trying to build a games division and they've had some games that, you know, stumbled, come out of the gate, didn't, didn't make a ton of money. They, for a while there, they were trying to be in the games engine business. They had Lumberyard and all this stuff, but it's like, uh, yeah, like if, if Bezos wanted to buy himself a profitable game company, you could do a lot worse than EA. Yeah. You know? I, I actually, I actually, uh, and I know I'm like three whiskeys in. I think EA is unacquirable. Why, why do you think that? Um, they are only as good as their licenses. And, but they make and, a lot of money on those licenses. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But like um, they just lost the FIFA license because both of them decided like, eh, we can do this yeah. without we can do this without one another. And so but, but also I think we speculated at the time like they don't they don't need that license. They They have the best football I know but Amazon and Apple are going to make money on whatever that comes to be yeah actually losing that license might make them more attractive for an acquisition because yeah they don't have to fork out a big chunk of FIFA you you could be right but like everything I think of 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 EA is like um, unraveled and brothers and then like Madden, Star Wars, and FIFA. Well, the Sims. Like, Don't like, forget the Sims. The Sims. The, the Sims. The Sims is there wholesale. So, like that belongs on a cloud mobile platform. Yeah. Sorry, that that that, that should be said. Like yeah. Sims, SimCity. They're acqui- they're acquirable, but there's still too many license. There's st- too many licenses involved. Um, yeah. And I swear these companies don't care as much as you think they do about talent, especially Amazon. I think what companies do care about is money, and uh, EA is, is actually positioned really well uh, in terms of you know their finances. They make so much money on like live service, like games as a service, and all of the outside of just hey, I sold you a disc or a digital version of a game for seventy bucks. Like what? they make a ton of money off of like all of the mutt team and all only that. Only on the licenses. No yeah. one's buying Unraveled DLC. Right. Yeah. True. Like, yeah, True. it's it's all but, like when they lose the FIFA license, all of that goes away. All of it. I mean, a lot of this kind of got stirred up with obviously the the Microsoft Activision acquisition. Like that's that's apparently when EA was like, "Hey, we should we should get in on this." It, what was it? Sixty nine billion dollars. 
Activision to Microsoft. So, uh, yeah, I mean, EA, like you said, because of the licensing thing, I don't know that they would necessarily be worth as much as $69 billion, but who knows? You know, I, I think it's worth, worth it out. for Apple and Amazon, who are already making a portion of whatever they make DLC-wise. Yeah. But, like, Disney, like, Disney should... Disney should swat EA's offer to the ground in in front of people on YouTube. I think given Amazon's history where they will sometimes try to build stuff up internally and then eventually they'll just end up buying a thing and, and rolling it into the Amazon ecosystem. Right. Amazon, to me, sounds like it makes a lot of sense if, if anyone's going to buy it. Yeah, if EA has to go to die anywhere, why not be Amazon? It won't die, though. It'll I know. Be. I was just kidding. Uh, but, but, but Google and Amazon have just, like, acquired stellar talent and just bury google and google's another one that could be interesting because again they are literally right down the street from ea yeah just th- their store has no presence uh, uh, like uh, as opposed to amazon and apple like yeah google you know everything we've heard like stadia sort of they're reevaluating the strategy it's not going to be what it's they thought over. it was and... don't, don't buy anything with stadia. <laughs> don't do it but yeah i mean so it's interesting to me because that would be that'd be a big deal. Like EA getting sold to someone feels like a that's an industry changing. But it feels like it EA getting out of the games business, and it's not from people who started the company because they're long gone. They're long, yeah. Trip Hawkins is long gone. From they're, they're long gone, but EA's like that was the depressing part about the news is that EA sees like well we can't do this anymore. Um. Which was, they were the number one publisher 10 years ago. Like, uh, yeah. We've all been to video game headquarters, have we not? Is Have you ever been to a bigger headquarters than EA? I haven't. I mean, they have a campus. Yeah, EA is massive. I've EA never, have you? Big. Have you ever been to a bigger headquarters than EA? I have For, not. I'd say spread out over the world. I think Ubisoft might have a large. Oh, no, sure, 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 sure. I've never actually been to HQ. I, I went to what I thought was HQ, and it's like, oh, no, no, that's just one of several studios in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right in terms of, like, a third-party game publisher. They're they're the biggest, you yeah, know, in terms like, of the bodies, right? Because Activision, they make a ton of money, but I, I worked in that building. It's like this old rundown building in Santa Monica. Yeah. It's not that big, you know? Yeah. Like, and, like, uh, Sony lavishly promotes itself, like, we're the PlayStation building, but, like, the EA campus is down the road and bigger. Yeah. Uh, Activision, actually, I, I should say, they have Blizzard, too. Blizzard is a big campus. Blizzard right. has several buildings, big big campus. But, uh, but yeah, so that that is, uh, man, that's, that's on the rumor mill. And, again, this is all speculation, but um, if that happened, that'd be, that'd be a big, big deal. So, anyway, that is all the news that's fit to play. To, that's fit to EA play, if you will. Oh, see what I did there. Got a lot of mileage out of that. Uh, that brings <laughs> us to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's your favorite game based on a kid's TV cartoon and why? And, of course, this is giving giving the audience a chance to tell us why we're wrong, what we yeah. missed. Yelling because it. we suck. We're a bunch yep. of uh, bitter old Gen Xers who are very biased. Like TL yelled at Chris and I on a bonus time, but he didn't really. But he basically corrected us about... Uh, Bucky O'Hare and and of course Hanna Barbera, but uh, that's fine. What it wasn't good. It, the game didn't deserve our. You're going to have to go to Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime oh, and subscribe at the five dollar level to hear that shit. Mike. That's a solid plug. Uh, well, on VideoGamePocalypse.com, the first person to answer was LaserTime Rules, who says 
The two G.I. Joe games for NES are pretty good run-and-gun games. Mm. Solid action, tight control, and some kick-ass music. A solid selection of characters to choose from, including Snake Eyes, Duke, Captain Gridiron, and a few others. I don't remember those. Were those more in the Contra school or more than the Russian attack kind of school? I think a little bit more Contra-y, but without the same level of non-stop action. Okay. Um, yeah. Ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, let me read this one. Uh, Please. Despite my uh, slurriness. Giant Shorestack says, uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was a gold standard of co-op platforming on the NES. Mm. Uh, but the Squeakle <laughs> came, out, came out in 1994. Wrong chipmunks. Uh, but uh, that time, the system had uh, gone from single-screen ports of 80s arcade and Atari games to a fully evolved uh, form of exploiting expansion and uh, mapper chips. Uh, as a result, the second Chippendale game looks like a slightly sunleaf Shovel Knight-style <laughs> retro pastiche. Great. Uh, only the occasional sprite flickering proves that it was made uh, by some... <laughs> Wasn't made. Wasn't it. made by some hipster indie developer in 2008. That's a great way to describe I it. I kind of feel like the indie hipster developer would intentionally throw in a little bit of that flicker because they know. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got that vintage flicker going on. And that's, I, you know, I was I was hyping. I don't know if it's still on sale, but that Disney Afternoon Collection was, was five bucks on PlayStation. And I didn't know at the time I bought it as we were recording, as I do. Uh, that includes the sequels to DuckTales and Chippendale. So, uh, I... I tell you from having worked on stuff with that game buy it because it may you may never see it again yeah that's a great it's a great collection from the official laser time community on facebook kevin don dane sorry kevin uh for butchering your last name i've always loved the ah real monsters game for snes when i was a kid it was difficult as hell and anytime i go back to it it's still kind of hard but it was one of my favorite shows of all time being able to switch between ickies oblina and crumb each with their own funny scare specials and abilities made for a fun platformer with great art that was straight out of the show i still have my copy of it and boot it up every once in a while for old time's sake smiley face ickis by the way he's the, the one that looks like a gremlin uh, you could see why I would read that as ickies. It's in a I thing called Ah yeah. Monsters. You know? yeah. All the Nicktoons games are bad, and <laughs> but but like I yeah. love them. I love them. I loved playing them because like they look. It, it was uh, we talk about all the time. We're like, oh, this game actually looks like playing a cartoon. But like in terms of like when a cartoon was actually on and popular, like yeah. Nicktoons was the closest to like giving us that on the Super Nintendo. And I just, I never stop thinking of Crumb, a guy whose power is being smelly, but has mm-hmm. to hold up his own eyeballs all the time. <laughs> yep, so can, his armpits are always being aired out. Right. Can yeah. you, can you, can you imagine, can, can you imagine if women were only attracted to you holding your ball sack, like putting it over your shoulder, <laughs> but you constantly have to reveal your small dick? That is what Crumb's life is. Uh, uh, <laughs> here's what I do. And then also my flaws are apparent all the time. Sure. By the way, Michael sucked my ickis. No. Uh, <laughs> Eric Strom says, Toxic Avenger game for Genesis. Yes. I can't remember the yeah, official name. Yeah. It was Toxic Crusaders. But it was my only understanding of that cult movie for over a decade until I was shocked to learn it was in the B-Cult Movie Hall of Fame. You, sir, must not have had the USA Network late at night in the 90s. 
Because Toxic yeah. Avenger was like always showing on that shit. I think that's uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up during the conversation we just had is that like video games when we were really young were just considered merchandise. They're no separate from a towel or a stuffed mm. animal. Yeah. Um, we, we call them in the biz CPGs, consumer packaged goods, Chris. I, I I don't even know that, but but like the idea that this guy er, Eric says that he played Toxic Crusade, he'll follow that franchise forever. Yeah, uh, forever. Based on it was it was another R rated movie that inexplicably had a children's cartoon. Yeah, but it's it's something like if someone bought a towel or a stuffed animal, they may yeah. not follow that. They may not. And he might not buy everything that's ever existed from it, but like uh, he'll perk up every time he sees a thing about toxic video games. Do that, and I other preach stuff this doesn't. all the time. And you know, obviously, video game marketing dude here, but like you can watch a TV show or a movie and not necessarily be a fan for life of a right. thing. But video games have the unique power of literally giving you hands-on control of these characters, and that creates an attachment to those characters and, and replayability like i love handmaiden's tale i'm not watching the first season again eat a dick i'm already depressed you're right yeah. you were right um but 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 games games do that uh foster yeah foster love and replayability through violent replayability there, yeah there's there's nothing to build up your fandom more than like interacting and, and playing as oftentimes as that character like that's great you know and this will shit on all that. The next comment, uh, Kelly Ryan. Um, it's Red. Oh, it's Red Rock. <laughs> yeah, Red Rock nine six three. Red Rock. Uh, I have at. a special place in my heart for Garfield caught in the act on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Jim Davis himself provided the sketches for the sprite work in the game, wow. as well as the cover art, opening sequence, and short comic that came with it. He is shockingly well animated, uh, and one of one of my favorite parts of the game is that Garfield wears a different costume in each level to fit its air quote theme. Okay, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really fun game, and I played the crap out of it on the Sega Channel back in the day. Red wow. Rock, you are wow. not that old. Wow, did you live in a hotel? Wasn't wasn't the Sega Channel? So many video things. Like you were not old enough to have paid for Sega. Who was your dad? What did he? Who was your dad? And what did he? Maybe it was like Garfield's dad. Samuel L. Jackson, who was just cast to play Chris Pratt as Garfield's dad. Yeah, that's real. Wow. That reads like an April Fool's joke, but that's mm -hmm. real. I don't... I wish Chris Pratt was the voice of everything. Yeah, you said that with a retroactive monkey's paw. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Full Install says, Back in the OG soft-modded Xbox days, I emulated Yu-Gi-Oh! Worldwide Edition <laughs> Stairway to the Destin Duel for the GBA on a 19-inch CRT, and it remains one of my favorites for the music, gameplay, and animation. Watched one episode of the TV show, shite. Still the best <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! game. This is when we need, like, TL here to verify that for us. I, I, I just, Full Install usually does a video, and I just wanted to see all the slain pussy behind his Yu-Gi-Oh! opinion. Mm. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, Full Install... I heard that in your voice, as Michael read it. Just at Jeff BT Dubs on the Twitter says Tiny Tune Cartoon oh! Workshop. My brother and I would spend hours making cinematic masterpieces with Furball looking at the camera saying, "I'm here," then skating on skates, hey, skates through the woods, Number tripping six. on a log, 
and saying, why me? Followed by the end. We were so proud. So, so proud. It was, it wasn't the first game to do that, but it, it did it a little better where you could like, oh God, it's so hard to describe. I I did it so much though. We're like, uh, did you never go into like a like a Walgreens and like write your own book, but it has like stickers and word balloons? Right. I'm like, guessing this is like a Mario Paint type yes. game. Okay. Yes, okay. but the, the the goal was for you to make a Tiny Toons cartoon, and if you look on the back of the box uh, of Tiny Toon Cartoon Workshop, it's like I hook up to your VCR. It's coming out of Buster's. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but it, this is one of the most lavishly produced, expensive cartoons ever made. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can make one of these. No, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you got access to a full orchestra? No? Well, then fuck off, kid. Get out of here. Go make a fucking Maki Mock music video. Here's a MIDI of a full orchestra. <laughs> I mean, like, I've laughed more at Steam Filmmaker with DreamWorks characters than anything DreamWorks has ever done. Sure. But, 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 but like... I, I had the itch back then, and like, uh, t- like seriously, it's hilarious. Like, uh, we hook up to your VCR, record us, um, and, and like Nintendo was always played that down. Like, don't, don't record video and share it. Are you crazy? Right. Yeah. We won't make any money. Wait, well, good thing they've completely reversed direction on that, and they they allow people to go on Twitch and do whatever they want, right? Yeah, man, they were always assholes about it. For real, they were always assholes about it. Yeah, this kind of makes me think of like, wasn't, weren't like early episodes of Homestar Runner made in Mario Paint? Like that, there, there's a legacy there of like, yeah, you, you can it's get probably your my, it's just Flash, yeah. It, yeah, it's always just Flash. Uh, at Pat Imbo on Twitter says, a more modern choice from the PS3 era, I played it on Vita, WayForward's Adventure Time, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom. It's like a Zelda Link to the Past. Its mechanics are fun. It's not groundbreaking, but it's a solid action RPG. We talked about that. Like, uh, well, we uh, talked about Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? No, you did. Yeah. I, I remember this one being like an intentional Zelda Two clone, which nobody fucking imitates Zelda Two. Well, steal your gar- steal our garbage was a Zelda Two clone. Oh, this is okay. a Link to the Past clone. I got yeah. wiki parsed yeah. again. I don't know why. I'm Sorry. <laughs> oh, what I actually was going to point out though is like uh, is Adventure Time a Saturday morning cartoon? I feel like anything Cartoon Network is just a whenever we want yeah. to time cartoon. I mean like I don't want to be technical but like Cartoon Network when the most Cartoon Network I was watching as an adult they never played Adventure Time. They play it in the like for an hour on the weekends and then an mm-hmm. hour in the evenings and Teen Titans Go would play Oh yeah. All day long, Teen every Titans day. Go and Gumball. That's and Gumball. <laughs> Gumball's all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're both great shows, but uh, but but Adventure Time they hid. It's like it's almost like they were. It felt like they were ashamed of it, or like were hiding it. Um, but well, I, I've, I I I watched so much Cartoon Network five years ago and never saw Adventure Time. I saw everything else. Mm. If, if I were to guess, I would say, well, Adventure Time was like more of a prestige show that had continuity, sure. so they probably wanted to keep it to certain time slots so that people would tune in then. And they weren't releasing it on demand. You couldn't buy it. You had it was, it was, They were making an appointment viewing like six years ago. They sort of made good, though, in that like Steven Universe was basically the de facto mascot for that network for several years, so like, you know... Mm-hmm. Well, in, in, in the adult verse, I don't know how kids feel about. Like, I only know how a few kids feel about Steven Universe, but like, 
my kids like it. My kids like it. They don't. They don't understand all of the layers and levels, but they they like Steven. But that, 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 that's the thing the internet doesn't like to hear. Like kids didn't care about Steven Universe or Adventure Time. Like they like Teen Titans Go. But even even my kids, they get that Gravity Falls has some funny, weird stuff going on, mm-hmm. but they don't see. They don't recognize yeah. all the layers that we do. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, d- daddy, daddy, was that a reference to what uh, <laughs> David Winch did? No, yes, the, like, man, <laughs> such a good impression of my kids. Good job. <laughs> what, I, I was not trying to. Man. God damn it! Uh. Just like that. It's weird. Yeah. So, new question of the week. Uh, since we we got caught up a little bit earlier in the show talking about uh, disappointing fad toys from from our youth and how we, the the pump for rollerblades was primed by things like Reebok pumps and moon shoes and. Pogo balls and and shit like that, and now I'm curious. Did you did you have moon shoes? I did not have moon shoes. You had to put. Us, I was it? young six, enough to want them. Six bands on every shoe. Jesus. To like, and they you would had break. To and they like, yourself. No, no, no. We have replacement bands. It's fine. They're, it's they're basically fun. like trampoline shoes. Yeah, right? they, yeah. They, they, yeah. Okay. No, but you didn't jump higher than you could normally. <laughs> Jump with them. They were the worst. Yeah. I don't think they were supposed to make you jump higher. I think it was supposed to, as you step, approximate the feeling of fucking walking on the moon. Motherfucker, yeah. do you work for moon shoes? Why are you? Yeah, I do actually. It's, an, it's weird. Like, yeah. 30 years later, they, they got no. spun off from Nickelodeon back no. in Ot 6, and now they're they're a mega conglomerate and they own uh, all the food in the grocery store. Like, yeah, not actually, the brands, we, we just, just acquired. They We're very food. happy. We just acquired soap shoes. We finally, oh, nice. after years of negotiation, finally going to make moon shoes you can rail grind in. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's a recipe for an injury. The lawsuits oh, right themselves. Uh, hopefully we sell neck braces, too. <laughs> <laughs> we can just release the Battlestar Galactica toy and say, shoot the missile up your yeah. nose. Yeah, we you know we were it was between soap shoes and lawn darts. Uh-huh. We went soap shoes, <laughs> fucking lawn darts, soap darts. Uh, so yeah, what? So what was your disappointing fad toy? I think we talked about ours. Mine was obviously Lolo Ball moon shoes. Kind of sucked. Uh, did did you have a, a disappointing run in with Gak or? Uh, <laughs> I I have one that I think might piss Chris off. Oh, what? please. I loved the idea and the concept of Mad Balls. Oh, oh I, no, I, I did too. In execution, I the comic books of it's Mad Balls. just a fucking foam ball that can't yes. do anything but besides look kind of cool. I would, I will take a Boglin any fucking day of the week over mm, a Mad yes. Ball. At least a Boglin, you get yes. the puppet and, and all that stuff. Boglin, so. Boglin is the, the, the toy I was most obsessed with when I was a kid, and the, the toy I'm like, I will read any Boglin article because like I, 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 I love Boglin. I love the look of Mad Balls, and I had I had a couple of Mad Balls, I think. But I'm just like, yeah, you know, like I might have had like Bash Brain or you know one of these or you know, but maybe Hornhead. But yeah, they were just you know once you got me like, okay, it's just a fucking Nerf ball. It's just a Nerf ball that's shaped in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like to me, yeah. that was disappointing. No, but they're the, the best. Why? Why would you think I would not like that? I thought you were a fan of Mad Balls. I am. I don't mean to disparage you. I am, and like I'm, I'm a huge fan. Man, when we were little kids, they had uh, uh, two videos of Mad Balls. One was like, like the Adventures of Mad Balls. Oh man, we gotta save the solar system. <laughs> 
and the other one was like, it's on YouTube. Madballs, gross jokes, and it's a fucking Carol Burnett variety show with all these awful characters. What? Yeah, Madballs, gross jokes, oh and like, and we we. I remember my friends like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Let's go rent it. And we couldn't rent it for two years because there was one copy. And and now it's on YouTube forever. You can't buy it officially at all. Madballs gross jokes. It is like it's trying to be Monty Python with the Madballs characters. Oh, my God. I I will give one Madball credit. Screaming Mimi. That is the one that's the baseball with a huge mm-hmm. tongue. Yeah. It basically looks like a combination between the lo- Rolling Stones logo and like your local AAA baseball it, team. It like that like, thing's like, pretty fucking dope, you know. I, I swear, like, um, I could probably gaslight somebody into thinking that's what the Major League poster was. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you could because that poster definitely had and yeah. Yeah. Some of them were like you know soft foam, and you could squeeze them, and then there yeah. were some like. Did you ever have the slobulous one? That was like the the rotting zombie head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's basically like a lacquered rock. Like yes, it's, it's foam, but like the the paint and the plastic outer layer is so thick that it's like there is no give here. You could whip this into it someone's hurt, head, and it, it could would, hurt someone. Yeah. It wouldn't. It would injure them, but it would hurt. Yeah, but like um, talk about a toy that like. The second your dog gets it, that toy's ruined. It's gone. There's, there's yes. going to be tooth marks in the face. Say that and, from experience. Yes. 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 So yeah, Mad Balls is my answer. And and, 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 and I, I love using this show as like a way for me to refine my Google search. Uh, <laughs> I, I just went to skate at that skating rink, and I remember being at a birthday party, and there were three toys uh, in this failed toy line. That the whole idea was they had bad breath. They were like mad balls, but like right. sprayed. You could squeeze them, and they would breathe in your face. And the Wolfman guy was like, "It's dog breath." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fucking disgusting." It's, it's dog so, breath, baby. Wolfman Jack loves dog breath. It's dog breath. <laughs> like, like it's so gross. It, it, and like, but like that's of all the things we've ever talked about. Disney rides and uh, virtual reality and uh, lost mobile games. I'll never be able to recapture the toy line that smelled bad. Yeah, <laughs> like th- there's no way it smells bad now or as bad as it did then. But that was the whole goal was to like squeeze it in your sister's face and like yeah. it smells yeah, like there, puke. There, like there were yep. literally toys designed for little boys. To gross out their sisters. Yeah, and that, that was like the whole ad campaign. Like, make your sister's life a living hell. Or little girls to gross out their sisters. Yeah, it's just sure. basically toys designed to, to, yeah, to gross, gross out, out other toys. kids. Yeah. And, you know, it's never never a real gross out. Because, like, what, why are you shoving that toy in my face? Who cares? So if you want to hear more about this, uh, Laser Time episode 174, literally titled Gross Toys, Chris talks about oh. it. Ad nauseum, pun intended. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and I wanted to mention um, my favorite, least favorite toy. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is the yo-yo ball. Yo-yo. I think I remember this. Yes, yes. Imagine like the NFL releasing um like it's a football that automatically gets a touchdown when you touch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like the yeah. whole point of having a yo-yo is like figuring out how to do shit. How, how to do it properly, yeah. And and then the yo-yo ball's like, no, it, it, like whatever it goes, it comes back to you. And I remember we were doing um podcasts like almost ten years ago and I was watching Cartoon Network 
and they came up with like a fucking thudding ga- gangster rap version of that commercial that most people our age have not heard. Oh, hmm. it's a yo-yo ball. It's so much fun and easy to do. Around it goes, it comes back to you, and you never have to worry. You can do it all, everybody. It's a yo-yo ball, dude. That is a cover verbatim of a 1980s <laughs> but it's like uh, but whatever it comes it comes back to you it's I'm gonna go yo-yo find ball. that guy and I'm gonna kick his ass uh, by the way you can still buy yo-yo balls they're five bucks at Walmart but, like, but yeah, nice. yeah yo-yo balls I don't know like Matt who's the who's the best guy in rebounds in the NBA uh, Charles Barkley was considered pretty good. Dennis Rodman was considered really good in his time for that. Well, Charles Barkley is the opposite of terrible. So, <laughs> so, so imagine if like like I put a string on my finger and uh, I'll never rebound again because the ball automatically comes back to me. Like you lose all the tricks you do with a yo-yo by right. buying a yo-yo ball, and yeah. the only advantage is that like that came right back. It's it's the dumbest toy in the history of the universe. It's like cheat mode for a yo-yo. It's, it's a cheat like, mode. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. You yo-yo talk about ball. video games becoming too easy for kids. I guess we started that trend as kids. They gave us yo-yos that would not fail. You know? yeah. And we're like, oh, this is great. I want my whole life to right. be like this. But, like, it, again, like, if you've seen that Simpsons episode, like, I've been at assemblies where people, like, the Duncan company comes out and, like, does a yo-yo festival did you not have that too i don't think that specifically i I think like uh 40 of our assemblies in elementary school in the 80s were like commercials oh yeah yeah Yeah, probably it's like hey we can fill time and they'll pay us great i I remember because i I was in taekwondo and the taekwondo guy showed up and like um like i shouldn't even be here i'm like a yellow belt and he like he looked at me he's like (laughs) I know Mr. Antista knows what I'm talking about. Don't mess with this guy. And, like, that is, like, the best moment I've had in my entire life. Nothing has come close to that. <laughs> no, like, I'm just, I'm waiting for my, like, uh, dating a lady to give birth. And, like, no. Sensei Morris said that in front of the elementary school. <laughs> yeah. Sensei no- yeah, Sensei Norris gave me the stroke in a yeah, fucking assembly. No, I'm good. this isn't working for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> name was chug morris um <laughs> I, I named him mo mo morris mo hugh morris. morris the wrestler uh what was your disappointing fad toy i know you all have at least one story of these from your childhood mm-hmm. we want to hear them it's a departure from video games but fuck it i like hearing personal it's stories great. and like but that, but that's what a lot of games were for us when when we were growing up with magazines Sure, games are acceptable. Yes. If, yeah. if you like, there was a game that was popular, and you got it, and you're like, "What the fuck is yeah. this shit?" Yeah, literally, when you had to go into a Toys R Us blind, get your fucking little paper sleeve to take to the to get the actual game, and you were literally judging based on box art. That's mm-hmm. all you had. Maybe the backs of bo- back of box. If you here's an embarrassing that. story. I remember my mom would go shopping, and I would go like, not only steal gum that had fallen. By the behind the gumball machine, I would go to the magazine rack, chewing stained gum, and uh, I would read the video game magazines. And at the time, it was like 
Rascal. Rascal is going to be the best game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like like hiding away like, oh, mom, this game. Ha- I can't finish this Rascal article. We have to buy this magazine. <laughs> I, I am convinced my mom bought me Chubby Cherub because she was raising me as a Christian. And there's an angel in this game. Come on. You're a little angel and he's adorable. He's a little angel, and you want to you want you want to you want to shoot Matt with an arrow. Yep, Chubby Cherub from the makers of Devil World. <laughs> uh, all right, so let us know uh, your your disappointing fat toy stories. All of them, Go, please. Yeah, oh. videogameapocalypse.com, Answer to the comments for episode four hundred and seventy three. Alternately, you could visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out with some plugs, guys. I just want to, I want to plug Gak, Nickelodeon Gak. Yeah? Because, like, it, it didn't do anything, but, no. like, I remember every time I was sick, like, I had a fever from school, my mom would get it for me, and, like, I'd just touch it and make fart noises with it, and, like, yep. until this is hardened and dead, like, Man, no one markets it like this. Like, it's a stress toy. It's a fidget spinner. It's a fart machine. Like, yeah. Uh, fucking Patreon.com slash laser time. Gak was like um, the expensive gonna... version of the slime you would get in the quarter machines at the grocery mm, store. Yeah. Um, but uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. We're going to talk all about Conan, Conan, Conan the Barbarian, which I think Michael is in that episode. I don't think I am. I Oh, <laughs> I have not heard it. Um, uh, and then um, we have listener feedback from 302010 and Matt and uh, TL and I are talking about Rescue Rangers, Kids in the Hall, George Carlin, and then sports. And the NIL specifically. I stole a Norm MacDonald joke and feel like I hurt TL. Like I saw his face like, dude, I wasn't I was kidding. We we specifically to tie it tie into video games. We talked about the college football and the nil name image likeness and how players can make money and how that all stemmed from you guys remember this a lawsuit where ed o'bannon from ucla sued basically ea because like hey that's me Mm. in that game and i didn't see a dime of that so give me money so yeah so yeah we talk all about that on bonus time which you can only get at the five dollar more level at patreon.com slash laser time if you laugh at tl's heartbreak listen to live from the pool house uh, uh wherever you get your podcasts but, but go to patreon.com slash laser time so Chris can fund his gack habit. He's got to yes. fund that fucking gack his habit. $5,000 a day gack habit. I never fucked it, by the way. I don't want anyone to fucking <laughs> Well, you're out missing there. out then, mister. Have you, have you, did, did, like, like I, I had a 102 degree fever and just remember, like, making fart noises with gack and it's mm-hmm. just like, I prefer this existence. If I could be a paraplegic and just make fart noises with things while watching television, I'm good. Like, I would rather live like this. Hmm. I don't need to see the sun again. Sticking your fingers in that jar of ectoplasm or whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at vgapocalypse. Or follow me personally at wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And with that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
exercising my window, <laughs> trying to read. 